the Kansas 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network welcomes you to our broadcast of the 38th Annual 8-Man All-Star Games at Trojan Field in Boy. We begin with the 8-Man Division II All-Star Game. 40 of the top players in Division II in the entire state of Kansas are ready to square off in an east-west battle. Here with the play-by-play action on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network is Wade Gershner. And good morning from Trojan Field in Beloit for the 38th annual 8-Man All-Star Games. Alongside color commentator Ty Clover and sideline reporter Dusty Dynas, Wade Gershner with you on this fine Saturday morning as we welcome 40 of the best 8-Man Division II players in the state of Kansas. And a big welcome to all our listeners on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network, 1570 AM and FM 94.1 KNDY in Marysville, KR92 in Belleville, KD Country 94, KD KDNS Downs Beloit, 98.9 FM, 1540 AM, KMCP in McPherson, and 1510 KLQR in Larnard. And to those listening online at at AstraRadio.com and 8ManAllStars.com, glad to have you with us today. We're also broadcasting with a live video stream as well at 8ManAllStars.com via the Beloit Trojan Channel. Before we proceed, let us fill you in on how this terrific event became a reality in 1985, the 8-Man Coaches Association created the Kansas 8-Man All-Star Football Game. The following year, 1986, area student-athletes participated in the first game at Trojan Stadium in Beloit. Players are selected by the 8-Man Coaches Committee each December, and in 2001, after many requests, the 8-Man All-Star Football Game became plural, as two 8-Man Division games were played, with one game being played in the morning and the other in the afternoon. These 8-Man All-Star Games rely on the support of the community, as well as resources from the North Central Kansas Technical College, Beloit Junior Senior High School, the Knights of Columbus, and the Beloit Rotary Club. Playing the biggest role in handling the organization of the event is the 8-Man All-Star Game Committee as they work together to cover all the fine details behind the scenes to make sure the games and the entire week of activities go smoothly. And a huge thank you to the chairman, Dave Duber, and the entire committee for their hard work and extra efforts in making this one-of-a-kind event possible in the city of Beloit, Kansas. The entire week of fun began for the 88-Man All-Stars on Tuesday as they checked in to North Central Kansas Technical College. They went through team meetings. And, of course, they practiced. Off the field, there were other things to do as players went to the movies, attended the NCK Tech Tour, attended the eight-man pep rally at Chautauqua Park in Beloit, and participated in Friday Night Lights yesterday. Plus, they enjoyed a player's banquet meal last night at the student union. Now, for many of these players, it will be the last time they'll play football competitively, while others will be taking their talent to the next level of course, college. And judging by our chats with the players, they're ready to showcase their talents today in the 38th annual eight-man All-Star Games at Trojan Field in Beloit. Our officials for the Division II game are Dylan Provis, Caleb Bodil, James Gerritsen, and Brooke Siegelmeyer. And a big thank you to the chain gang today. They include Daniel Eiler, Jacob Winkler, Dominic Eiler, and Greg Walter. The water boys are Aaron Bates, David Mick, Brooks Dunstan, and Bryson Bergman. We thank all of those people today that have volunteered and uh, their time to make this event possible and to run smoothly. When we return on 8-Man All-Star Game Network, we'll have our pregame show. It'll continue. We'll profile a few of our All-Star participants. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. Insurance Smart supports the youth of the area and all their academic and athletic endeavors. Insurance Smart is locally owned and operated and here to help you understand your insurance needs. With five locations to serve you, stop in and let us help you make the most of your auto, home, business, farm, crop, life, Medicare supplement, or long-term care insurance needs. Maximize your premium dollars to get the best coverage. Let one of our agents help you be sure that you are covered for all the perils life can throw at you. See Darren McDowell, Tiffany Ritzke, Kim Campbell, Melissa Westbrook, and Ethan Coleman today at Phillipsburg Kensington Smith Center, Lucas, and Larray to start saving today. 
An excellent, fulfilling career awaits you at Central Valley Ag Cooperative. Join energetic, committed people like Jose Flores, CVA Location Manager in Clay Center, Kansas. He originally hired on as Harvest Help, stayed on, learned, and advanced to management. It's family, the producers, your coworkers, and when you're surrounded by family, the hours you put in are worth it. Central Valley Ag, with over 60 locations in Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Check out all the opportunities at cvacoop.com. The Schooler Company and Downs can handle your grain in a timely fashion and tailors risk management solutions for their customers by buying, selling, storing, and transporting grain and ingredients for use in feed, food, and renewable fuel markets worldwide. Call them with any questions you may have at 454-3513. The Schooler Company in Downs, wishing all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants best of luck in today's games. The Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas would like to wish all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants the best luck in today's games in Beloit. And they're proud to support all area athletes and athletic programs. At Brush Art Corporation, they pride themselves on long-term personalized customer relationships with a variety of companies. Where do great brands turn to find solutions at work? Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas. Proud to be a sponsor of today's eight-man All-Star Games. Multiple athletes from the area are competing today in the 8-May Division II All-Star Games and five athletes and one coach that took their team to the state championship in 8-May Division II are featured here this morning. The Thunder Ridge Longhorns have a very good representation at this year's 8 Man All-Star Games, the 8-May Division II runner-up. On the West squad, brothers Dylan Bice and Dalton Bice are joined by Caleb Wagonblast to play in the game with head coach Joel Struckoff being one of the assistants for the West. The success that the Longhorns program showed throughout the careers of the Bice brothers and Wagonblast, specifically the past two seasons, it's no surprise that they are here. Dylan Bice was a four-year starter at quarterback and finished his career with over 4,000 yards, both rushing and passing. He finished with just under 4,500 yards, 77 touchdowns rushing, added over 4,200 yards and 36 touchdowns passing. His best numbers came in both of those areas as a senior where he ran for 1,900 yards and 34 touchdowns and threw for over 1,400 and another 10 scores. Bice explained what it took to have success. One of the main thing was uh, getting the weight room and that's pretty much what made it so successful just being able to be stronger than everybody and go out there and win games. My senior year making that state runner-up but Dylan is joined by his brother Dalton Bice in today's contest as he was named an honorable mention all-class pick in 8-May Division II at end on offense, 425 yards and 9 touchdowns rushing, 4 touchdowns receiving as well. He's the fourth leading tackler with 100 total stops, including a team high of 18 tackles for loss and 12 sacks. Dalton's excited to play for Coach Struckop one last time representing Longhorn football. That'll be great, too. You know, he's really pushed me, pushed all of us actually get in the weight room and be the best we can be. It's been fun and stands out the most would be getting out there and doing what we like doing, you know, playing football, playing hard. Caleb Wagonblast was a third leading tackler for Thunder Ridge in 2022, 101 total tackles, added eight for loss. He posted four sacks, three fumble recoveries, and interception for the Longhorns, a first-team all-eight-man Division II defensive lineman, and he offered his thoughts on playing for Struckoff and being part of the Longhorn program. He really turned our program around coming into high school, you know. I didn't know what to expect, and then... My freshman year, we really turned it around, and he's always been a huge role model to me, and so it'll be fun to be able to play under him one last time again as well. 
Strunkhouse, the Thunder Ridge graduate and still holds Kansas eight-man records for most rushing yards, points scored, and overall touchdowns in a career as a player. He was part of the Shrine Bowl but did not play in the eight-man All-Star game. So this week as a coach is his first experience. He credits this group of Longhorns for their hard work in establishing a winning program. From day one as a freshman, they, they came in. They worked extremely hard. They wanted to get better. They basically just showed everybody else how to work. And as freshmen, that's pretty remarkable. All of them started at some point as a freshman. And they just worked extremely hard. They, they put in the time and did what they needed to do to get better as they progressed throughout the years and, and ended in you know going to the state championship game and just um, just a great career for all of them. While Thunder Ridge is well represented, so is the team that eliminated them from the postseason in the last two years. The Axtell Eagles have won 26 straight games. They're the back-to-back state champions in eight-man Division Two, And today their uh, all-star quarterback Isaac Detweiler is joined by Evan Bussing for the Axtell Eagles in the 38th annual eight-man All-Star games in Beloit. After being forced to start some games at quarterback as a freshman, Isaac Detweiler took over the starting role beginning in 2020 as a sophomore, and after the dust settled, he became the all-time eight-man record holder for completion percentage in a career at over 69.5%. And all over his career, he threw for 6,410 yards, 117 touchdowns, and just eight interceptions. He also ran for 3,174 and 73 touchdowns on the ground, had 324 tackles and 18 and a half for loss, 20 interceptions and 10 fumble recoveries on defense. Simply put, Dentweiler had one of the best careers in eight-man football history. He played for his dad, Eric, and he discussed what it took to reach that pinnacle in the program. Well, it just takes dedication in the off season and through the season. You know, we spend a lot of time in the weight room in the off season, and then when you get in season, you got to be locked in every week. You can't have any faults any week and every week. Is every every game they could get you. While Denweiler got a lot of publicity, he was surrounded by a group of outstanding teammates, which included Evan Bussing, who's also an eight-man all-star. Bussing caught eight touchdown passes on offense, but made himself known even more on defense with 59 tackles, including five for loss. And he credited putting in hard work in all aspects as the reason for success and two straight titles for the Eagles. It's been a tough journey, you know. Uh, just you got to work every day, right? Uh, coaches always stress it a lot about how hard you work whether it be in the weight room, uh, on the field, or even in the classroom. These five area athletes, as well as Coach Joel Strunkoff, are ready to go in the Division II All-Star game today. Stay tuned in our pregame show, and we return and we'll be joined by the head coaches of each team, Trevor Powell from the Division II West and Keith Wontrick of the Division II East. We're back in two minutes. You're listening to the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. What's all the excitement about? Switch to TV now and get two free Amazon Fire Sticks. Watch your favorite shows anywhere you're connected to Cunningham Telephone and Cable. On TV, on your mobile device, or tablet. Get whole home worry-free Wi-Fi, 100 DVR hours, restart TV, replay TV, and two streams of expanded TV now. Want to know more? Call your local Cunningham Telephone and Cable office in Beloit, Belleville, Concordia, and Glen Elder for details. Connect with us. The Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company understands in today's rapidly changing environment with inputs above normal, your machinery and equipment still need to be updated. We can help you remove some uncertainty by locking in attractive fixed rates. Please contact us as we have a special rate offering on new and used purchases of machinery and equipment for your financing option. Serving your needs for 100 years and more to come. The Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. Approval and underwriting will apply. 
Your tire headquarters is Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit. For light truck to car to tractor, if it's a tire you need or if it's tire related, like balancing or repair, stop by Thompson Tire. Plus, they can align your car's front end and save the life of your existing tires. For new tires and wheels, see the staff at Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit, a proud supporter of the Beloit Trojans and the St. John's Tipton Blue Jays. Wishing them good luck this season. Agco in Beloit and Cocker City is growing. Come join our winning team and build top-of-the-line products including Fent and Massey Ferguson planters and sunflower tillage and drills. Multiple full-time positions available for first shift, including fabrication, weld, assembly, and material handling. No weekends required. Agco offers a $2,500 sign-on bonus for welders and a $1,000 sign-on bonus for all other employees. We provide excellent wages, paid time off, 401k with company match and more. New hires qualify for pay advances during the first 30, 60, 90 days. Looking for a new start with a great company? Apply at careers.agcocorp.com. Welcome back to our pregame show on 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. Wade Gershner with you, and I'm joined by head coach Keith Watrick. He's head coach of the St. Paul Indians, but the head coach of the 8-Man Division II East All-Star team this year, the Gold Squad. And, and Coach, how's the week gone for you, and and how's it uh, been coaching these 8-Man Division II All-Stars? Unbelievable coaching um, the level of athletes that are out here all on one team, trying to figure out where to put them all and what to do with them. And just the level of talent is is unbelievable. Um, and the kids are great. They're fun to work with. And, and obviously I have two wonderful assistant coaches, and Matt Hewer and, and uh, Shelby Hoppus has helped me this year. And, yeah, I'm enjoying myself. We've had a good week so far. What is the biggest challenge when you put all this talent on the field, when you're trying to figure out who plays, what positions, and so forth and so on? Well, you have two unbelievable quarterbacks on our team, um, obviously. Obviously, the Detweiler kid from from Axtell is a two-time Offensive Player of the Year and eight-man. Um, and then you got uh, Garrett from from Kent Galva. Both of them are, are great quarterbacks. Um, figuring out what to do with them, making sure both of them get touches, you know, offensively. And the Detweiler kid is just unbelievable on defense. He is a he's a quarterback on defense. You know, I'm calling the defense, so I'm very lucky to have him on my side of the ball for a big portion of the game and. And uh, just very, very shocking at some of the talent that is out here that I didn't realize was was going to be as good as it is. And uh, very fun to watch them um, come together as a team. A lot of coaches like to find one quarterback. It's got to be nice to have two quarterbacks. It's a nice problem to have, isn't it? With Coach Hoppus, you know, that's his quarterback. So it makes it nice because he doesn't have to teach the quarterback the plays for his system. Um, but we have definitely a couple packages for the Detweiler kid because I mean obviously he's he's lightning in a bottle and he is he's, he's phenomenal on both sides of the ball but we have other weapons too the Barker kid obviously from Crest is unbelievably strong tough running back that's ran for thousands of yards in his career and and you know we got some some fast wide receivers and on the defensive side we're just going to be so fast with with our linebackers Kaiser and and um, the kid from Osborne I'm sure he is he's fast and then you got the other Crest kid uh, Stetson, he's a phenomenal athlete. And Davies' kid from Lebo is just a phenomenal athlete. I just unbelievable how good a football player he is. So it's going to be fun to watch him play. What makes eight-man football so unique and special in your mind as a head coach? I just think it's a unique game of speed. you got different strategies in 11-man. And, and uh, once you learn the game and learn the little tricks and stuff that go along with it, it helps you be successful. Um, I think it gives you an advantage. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years, and, and um, I just it's a different style game than 11-man just for the speed factor. And it's fun to coach. It's fast if you like scoring, um, hard-hitting. It's a lot of one-on-one football. Um, I just love coaching it. It's it's definitely, definitely fun. St. Paul head coach and the 8-man Division II East All-Star head coach this year here in 
Beloit, Keith Watrick, coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck today. Uh, thank you very much. We're now joined by Trevor Powell, head coach of the Buckland Red Aces and the head coach of the eight-man Division II West team this year. They'll be wearing the green uniforms. And Coach, uh, you, you were in this game as a player back in 2014. Now you're the head coach. How's this experience been for you, and how does it differ from when you were a player? Great experiences on, on both ends of that. But I would I would almost say being a coach in this game is is even more rewarding than being a player just because you get to be a part of of all these players lives and memories and, and you get to have a hand in their experience so I mean it was great as a player I still have memories to this day and friends um, that I talk to still that I made in the game but uh, again it's more rewarding as a coach just because of, of the memories you get to make with the kids and you know seeing them uh, seeing them around after this is and being able to talk to them and about our week together it's just going to be special. How much easier is it to coach these guys compared to your high school kids and no disrespect to your high school kids but these are all all-stars right I mean these kids are up here for a reason um, you know you take the the best players off off of each team and bring them up here these kids are all really smart they know football um, they know what to do the, the main thing we got to worry about is terminology and um, fitting everything scheme wise you you tell them or show them things one time and and they have it down they're ready to go they're ready for the next thing and it just makes it so much easier on on us coaches uh, when you have kids like that because you feel more confident in, in what you're putting in when when they can execute it at such a high level so so early on what do you remember Remember the fondest of your time when you were a player back in 2014, almost a decade ago, not to make you feel old or anything. <laughs> Just the, the entire week as the week went on, it felt like our team got closer and closer and we actually got close with the, the other teams as well. It was just very big bond that was made. You know, initially we came up here, everybody was kind of, you know, side-eyeing each other, looking around like, man, should I go Should I go over there and talk to that guy? I know he's on my team, but I don't really know who he is. And then by the end of the week, you know, you're joking around with, with the guy, messing around, you're having a good time, hanging out, you know, going to the other guy's room to hang out, play games, do whatever. It's just a great time and there's so many um, friendships that I made in, in this game nine years ago and uh, I still have to this day. What makes the game of eight-man football special or unique? I just think eight-man is so unique with the, the variety of, of kids that you get to work with and um, it just seems like there's an overall uh, mental toughness level that's just that's just uh, unrivaled because you get it you get a kid that can play you know at one point he could be playing quarterback he could be playing right guard the next week you know there's just kids like that that you can put them anywhere on the field they're going to give everything they have as to oppose sometimes you get to to a bigger school with with bigger bigger teams and and kids and egos kind of take over sometimes and we just get kids that are more willing to to work and to put themselves in different positions if if they think it's going to be successful for the team and I, I think eight man is just a fun game to be a part of because it seems like it's a little more fast-paced. There's a lot of stuff that you can do that looks different than what you see on Saturdays and Sundays. It's just a really fun game to coach. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time today. Best of luck uh, as a coach this time around in the eight-man all-star football games. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Trevor Powell, head coach of Division Two West. They are the green team today. And stay tuned for more of our pregame show as we'll hear from all of today's players with our player introductions after this timeout. This is the eight-man all-star game radio network. Remus Farms LLC in Conquer City is a proud supporter of the area athletes in this year's Kansas 8-Man All-Star Games. They want to congratulate all of the players on a great career. Remus Farms Chemical and Fertilizer, your wholesale fertilizer dealer in Kansas, wishing the best to all the young men playing in today's games, and they give a special shout-out to all the athletes from North Central Kansas. Good luck, All-Stars, from Remus Farms LLC in Conquer City.
For the latest news, standings, and schedules for your favorite high school teams, visit nckssports.com, your home on the web for high school sports involving the North Central Activities Association, Northern Plains League, plus Smith Center and Concordia. Visit nckssports.com today. A big thanks to our sponsors, Thompson OK Tire in Beloit, Mankato Professional Pharmacy, SNS Drug and Home Health, Brush Art Corporation, and The Brush Group, Cunningham Telephone Cable, and by Farm Bureau Financial Services, Todd Clover Sales Associate. Insurance Smart supports the youth of the area and all their academic and athletic endeavors. Insurance Smart is locally owned and operated and here to help you understand your insurance needs. With five locations to serve you, stop in and let us help you make the most of your auto, home, business, farm, crop, life, Medicare supplement, or long-term care insurance needs. Maximize your premium dollars to get the best coverage. Let one of our agents help you be sure that you are covered for all the perils life can throw at you. See Darren McDowell, Tiffany Ritzke, Kim Campbell, Melissa Westbrook, and Ethan Coleman today at Phillipsburg, Kensington, Smith Center, Lucas, and Larray to start saving today. An excellent, fulfilling career awaits you at Central Valley Ag Cooperative. Join energetic, committed people like Jose Flores, CVA location manager in Clay Center, Kansas. He originally hired on as harvest help, stayed on, learned, and advanced to management. It's family, the producers, your coworkers, and when you're surrounded by family, the hours you put in are worth it. Central Valley Ag, with over 60 locations in Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Check out all the opportunities at cvacoop.com. We now introduce the Division II East All-Stars, coached by Keith Watrick of St. Paul, assisted by Shelby Hoppus of Canton Galva and Matt Hoyer from Hanover. Kaysen Mastry, wide receiver, Canton Galva. Connor Scher, running back, Osborne High School. Josh Larbanicki, tight end, Hanover Heights. Luke Davies, cornerback, Lebo High School. Noah Freeman, tight end, Wakefield High School. Luke Bates, tight end, St. John's High School. Tom Barnett, D-back and linebacker, Central Christian School. Cooper Jermark, linebacker, St. John's Catholic High School. Stetson Slater, Colony Crest High School, wide receiver. Isaac Detweiler, Axel High School, quarterback. Trey Peters, St. Paul High School, safety. Kaiser Watrick, St. Paul High School, linebacker. Eric Maltby, Canton Gov High School, quarterback. Tanner Kane, Canton Gov High School, defensive end. Holden Barker, Crest High School, running back. Chase Gosh, Norwich High School, defensive end. Kel Marcus, Pike Valley High School, linebacker. Austin Bailey, Lebo High School, O-line, D-line. Xander Hole, Frankfurt High School, O-line, D-line. Evan Bushing, Axel High School, tight end. And now let's meet the Division II West All-Stars, coached by Trevor Powell of Buckland High School and assisted by Joel Struckoff from Thunder Ridge and Mitchell Engelkin of Stafford. Evan Stratman, Central Plains, defensive end. Kay Johnson, Sharon Springs, quarterback. Taylor Anderson, corner. Victoria. Dylan Bice, Thunder Ridge, quarterback. Max Neely, Dighton, running back. Cash Tomberlin, receiver, South Barber. Noah Diber, Mineola, a defensive end. Dylan Gantz, Stafford, quarterback and linebacker. Carson Worth, Victoria, linebacker and running back. Dalton Bice, Thunder Ridge, defensive end. Nathan Ball, Broccoli, Linger now, running back and DN. Sawyer Bowman, Hodgman, linebacker. Kaysen Anthony, Satana, football player. Eli Wilkinson, Dighton, DN. Ryan Renner, Mineola, linebacker. Joshua Hildebrand, Stafford, defensive end. Zayden Pierce, Buckland, safety. Caleb Wagenblast, Thunder Ridge, the end. Caleb Dome, Wheatland Grinnell, the line. Brian Duncan, South Barber, offensive lineman and defensive lineman. And now we head back to Trojan Field in Beloit on the Kansas 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. Trojan Field in Beloit as the National Anthem is being played presently.
And we welcome everyone listening on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network for the 38th annual 8-Man All-Star Games. There have been 2,560 players that have played in these games since they started back in 1986. We have 13 players in the 8-Man Division II game here that begins in a few minutes that had some sort of All-State recognition. Seven on the Division II East Gold Squad, six on the Division II West Green Squad. The East leads the series 12-9, to but the West has won the last three meetings. Last year was a great game, and it was the West winning 20-14 to the last time the East won the D2 game. you got to go back to 2018. 38 of these 40 players made the playoffs last year. 28 of 40 were on winning teams. And we can't wait to get this one started here today from Trojan Field and Beloit. Division One game will come to you at 1.30 with pregame at 1 o'clock. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. We'll be back with the start of Division Two game after this on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. The Schooler Company and Downs can handle your grain in a timely fashion and tailors risk management solutions for their customers by buying, selling, storing, and transporting grain and ingredients for use in feed, food, and renewable fuel markets worldwide. Call them with any questions you may have at 454-3513. The Schooler Company in Downs, wishing all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants best of luck in today's games. The Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas would like to wish all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants the best luck in today's games in Beloit. And they're proud to support all area athletes and athletic programs. At Brush Art Corporation, they pride themselves on long-term personalized customer relationships with a variety of companies. Where do great brands turn to find solutions at work? Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas. Proud to be a sponsor of today's eight-man All-Star Games. Call Cunningham Telephone and Cable today and switch to TV now and get your first month free. Never miss your favorite shows. Have the luxury of watching what you want, when you want, on your TV, mobile device, or tablet. Find out what customers love about TV now. Call your local Cunningham Telephone and Cable office in Beloit, Belleville, Concordia, or Glen Elder for details. CunninghamTelephoneandCable.com. Connect with us. The Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company Insurance Agency is here to assist you with your insurance or fixed annuity needs. Are you turning 65 and needing a Medicare supplement? Do you have enough life insurance to provide for your family? Have you considered long-term care insurance? Or do you have a question on adding a fixed annuity to your investment strategy? Give us a call toll-free at 888-738-4429 or see us in person at the Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company, your community bank, member FDIC. Along with Todd Clover and Dusty Dynas, Colton Adolph, Wade Grum, Waller, Wade Gershon with you. Our live video stream, 8manallstars.com. And here on the 8-Man All-Star Game radio network, where all our affiliates across the state of Kansas getting ready for the Division II game. 68 degrees, our temperature winds about 6 miles an hour. See some rain overnight. Fields in terrific shape. And uh, we can't wait to get this one started. It is the D2 East in the gold uniforms versus the D2 West in the green uniforms. And as always, Todd, uh, it, it's nicer to play in the morning than the afternoon. But all in all, today. It won't be 100 degrees in the afternoon, and uh, it's perfect to play here this morning. Really great weather, and you know, eight-man football has changed so much over the 38 years. I remember watching the first game, and it was all about the guys up front and the running game. Well, if you watch eight-man football now, it's much like you see at the collegiate level. It's about the quarterbacks and the receivers and the spreads, uh, the best quarterbacks that can run and pass and make good decisions and have the best playmakers. That's usually who wins these games now. Carson Worth of Victoria will kick off wearing number 13 for the D2 West Green Squad. They're kicking off from left to right from 
East to West here at Trojan Field in Beloit, and the D2 East in the gold uniforms back to return. There are 20 All-Stars on each of the four teams here today. The Division I game will be at 1.30 later this afternoon between East and West, between the blue and the red. New uniforms this year, and they are pretty snazzy. I know the players like them, and those should uh, last for a while. Uh, obviously, they have the ones with their names on them, so they'll be able to keep those, maybe even frame them for future use or have it as a memento. Here's the kickoff. We're underway. 38th annual eight-man All-Star Games from Beloit. Kickoff coming to the one-yard line near hash mark. Moving it to the left is Detweiler, the star from Axtell, and he returns it to the 20. Good coverage there, tackled by Brent Duncan of South Barber. Starting lineup for the D2 East offensively, Kaysen Mastry is from Canton Galva. He's a wideout. And then the right guard, Cooper Jermark of St. John's. Quarterback Garrett Maltby of Canton Galva. Running back, Holden Barker of Colony Crest. Left guard is Kale Marcus of Pike Valley. Tanner, TJ Kane, Canton Galva is a tight end. Center is Andrew Hull of Frankfurt. Evan Bussing, the wide receiver. But we'll see Detweiler in some sets as well as a quarterback. We'll go through his numbers, which were absolutely amazing in his career. One receiver to the far right, that is Maestri. In motion is Detweiler. A run option. Detweiler halfback pass throws a deep wide open at the 30, the 20, and in for a touchdown for D2 East. So the first offensive play from scrimmage is Kaysen Mastry, and it goes down as a 61-yard touchdown strike on a halfback pass from Detweiler to Mastry. And you saw that when uh, you see your quarterback well, one of your quarterbacks going in motion as a slot man, you got to be thinking some type of pass off of it. That's why you got to know the personnel, which is obviously hard to do in an all-star game situation. And a great passer puts the ball on the money, and the defense all came up being aggressive. Great call on the first play. You know the defense is going to be aggressive. Fake them out with uh, what looks like a reverse but it's the option pass, wide open. Detweiler last year, all he did was throw 45 touchdowns, one interception, led his team to an undefeated state championship, their second in a row at Axtell. Malby, Canton Galva is the quarterback, two receivers to the right for the two-point try. Malby looks right, has some time, now fires, and over the head intended target mastery as Malby takes a shot by Caleb Wagonblast of Thunder Ridge with the pressure. And so just like that, we are 13 seconds into the ball game, and we barely have collected ourselves, people barely getting to their seats, and the D2 East is on the board. And Coach Keith Wattrick of St. Paul, a graduate of St. Paul from 1992, this last game that he's going to coach, he's coaching his son Kaiser, who's in this game. He said to me in the pregame interview I recorded earlier in the week, he said, we have some packages for Detweiler. Uh, first play, <laughs> you line him up as a wideout, he comes in motion, and then they pitch it to him, and it's a halfback pass. And that is pretty amazing stuff when you've got two backs, so you can put on the field at the same time. Well, as I said before the kickoff, uh, this game has changed. It's not about tight formation and running the football. It's, it's more about this spread and throwing the football around and having quarterbacks that make great decisions. And when you have multiple quarterbacks, you can do what they just did, send one of them in motion, and uh, it's just an easy touchdown pass. Put so much pressure on the defense because you have to have good reads, whether it's a run or a pass. So a 61-yard strike on the first play from scrimmage with D2 East, and it will be Jace Gosh to kick it off for the D2 East. The 30 from right to left, from west to east. We'll see how soon the West can respond. Here is the kickoff. Gosh from Norwich. And this one angling left side and out of bounds at the 23-yard line. They centered the eight-man field here on the 11-man field, which it normally is here at Trojan Field in Beloit, so a little bit of a different look than some years. And 
40-yard line is the midfield stripe, and the D2 West says, let's go ahead and kick it again. It's an all-star game. We want to see if we have a return. Back to return for the D2 West is Max Neely of Dighton. He's a three-time state champion in the pole vault, all-state quarterback and linebacker. He's going to be at Emporia State to do the pole vault and track and field. And we've got nine athletes in this game that are going to compete at the next level. Six in football, one in track and field, one in basketball, and believe it or not, one in rodeo. Kaiser Wetrick is the person that is going to be doing the rodeo on scholarship Northeastern Oklahoma A&M. So here is the kickoff. By gosh, low line drive kick, and once again, it angles out of bounds at the exact same spot at the 22. Yeah, I, I saw him at the state track in the pole vault, and if he's anything returning kickoffs like he was at the pole vault, uh, I see why they want them to keep kicking the football. He might want to move up, though. <laughs> he's back at the three-yard line. Yes, uh, you're going backwards (laughs) 10 yards here, so you would think he would move up. That was a good point. I I think somebody over at the sideline, just as I said that, said move up. So now he's up to the 14. And uh, this is kind of like my uh, golf swing here. When you look up, uh, the results aren't good. Kicking. Dusty Dinos on the sidelines for us. Here is the kick. Third time a charm. Yes, it is for Gosh. It is picked up there by Neely at the 10, back to the 20, 25, and wrapped up by Mastery. Had the touchdown catch moments ago for the D2 East, but Neely a nice return to the 34-yard line, and that's where the D2 uh, West will begin first down and 10. They're starting line offensively. Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge, the quarterback. Running back Kate Johnson of Wallace County of Sharon Springs. Max Neely is the starting running back. Carson Worth is the right end. The left end is Josh Hildebrand from Stafford. Worth is from Victoria. Ryan Renner is center from Mineola. The right guard, Eli Wilkinson of Dighton. And left guard is Casey Anthony of Santanta. Those are the starters for the D2 West Green All-Stars, trailing 6 to nothing. just 18 seconds into this ballgame. So Dylan Bice, Thunder Ridge, and we have all kinds of movement and an early penalty false start on the D2 West team. Dylan Bice, Thunder Ridge went 11-2 this year. They lost to Axtell in the state uh, uh, state championship game. Uh, 6-2-205, All-State DB and athlete. All he did last year was throw for 1,900 yards, or 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, ran for 34 touchdowns and 1,900 yards. He threw for over 4,000 yards in his career and ran for over 4,000 at Thunder Ridge. Safe to say Thunder Ridge had a lot of success under head coach Joel Struckoff, who's one of the assistants for the D2 West. Set to throw his bice. He airs it out high, lofter to the near side, and almost intercepted at the 18-yard line. He was... Almost picked off by Detweiler from Axtell for the D2 East. The pass was intended for Hildebrand of Stafford. Let's go down to the sideline and Dusty. Yeah, Case and Mastery with us here after scoring that opening touchdown on the first play. Is that something you all worked on in practice? Uh, What do you see on that one? Uh, We knew we could kind of do a little trickery right off the get-go. And we definitely thought it would be open. And that's exactly what the coaches drew up. Hang with me a second. We'll go after this play. Second down to 15 for the D2 West is a keeper, and nothing there for Bice as he's wrapped up and spit out by Kaiser Wetrick of St. Paul, head coach's son. It was like he lassoed him to the turf. He is going to the rodeo in college. Let's go to Dusty. Kaysen, what's this experience been like for you coming out in King Galva? You know, Coach Hoppus is here. you got your, your teammate Garrett Maltby. How's the week been for you? Oh, the week's been great. We really came together as a team, as a whole, and really getting – close together with all the guys from different schools. It's pretty fun to be able to play with them instead of against them sometimes, but 
overall a pretty great week. Casey Masters from King Galba. Hey, congrats on that touchdown. Thanks for the time. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Dusty. We have another procedure penalty on the D2 West. So a great start for the D2 East, Todd, because he got a 61-yard touchdown pass on a halfback throw from Detweiler Mastery, and that's the first offensive play from scrimmage goes for a touch. And now the D2 West, with a couple of procedure penalties, they're faced with a third and 20 after an incomplete pass, a loss of five, and the two procedure penalties. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was a delay of game on that one, and that's just not the way you want to start a football game uh, offensively or defensively. It'll get better. Third down and 20, back at the 24-yard line for the D2 West. Two receivers to the right. Bice is in the gun. Right-handed thrower, lobs it out to the left side. It is caught, slipping to the turf on the near sideline. Decent completion there is Carson Worth of Victoria with the catch. It's a pickup of about to the original line of scrimmage. In fact, it is back to the original line of scrimmage. Gain of 10. It's now 4th and 10 for the D2 West. Well, and, and you're going to see maybe a little bit different attack. I know you see uh, the West team coming out throwing the football, but you know this defense has been preparing for the quarterback run game with Bice being so good at uh, tucking the ball and running. So to punt the football is Kay Johnson from Sharon Springs, Wallace County. Here is the punt. It is high but short. Detweiler camps underneath it. He catches it at the 17. He is dangerous. Little hesitation move, but terrific coverage on the perimeter far side by Dylan Bice for Thunder Ridge. That's quarterback going quarterback there. Detweiler returned to the 21, and so that's where the D2 East All-Stars will begin. Let's set that defense for the D2 West. Taylor Anderson of Victoria is at a corner. Noah Diber to Mineola is a DN. The other DN, Dalton Bice at Thunder Ridge, twin brother of uh, Dylan Bice at Thunder Ridge. Nathan Volbracht of Wheatland is a linebacker along with Sawyer Bowman of Hodgman County. Another corner is Zayden Pierce of Buckland and Thunder Ridge's Caleb Wagonblast is the nose guard and I'll try to set the defense for the D2 East the next time they are on the field. One receiver right, one receiver to the near side. First and 10 from the 21 for the D2 East leading already 6 to nothing. Malby from Canton Galba fires and it is almost intercepted off to the incomplete pass right through the hands of Bussing who had an outstanding career at Axtell. Of course, Axtell, back-to-back state champs. They have a 26-game winning streak going into next season, but they will not have Boosting or Detweiler. Last year, Axtell didn't have any eight-man All-Stars because they were all back. They were all back. <laughs> they didn't have any seniors. So this year they do have a couple that are finally graduating for those in the TVL and across the state. Thankfully, Axtell's finally graduating some kids of a very talented team. So the incomplete pass. And it is second down and 10 from the 21. Receiver right, receiver left, moving from right to left. Maltby fires a strike to the near side. It is caught and then dropped immediately as Casey Mastery. That's Canton Gobble to Canton Gobble. They went 11-1 last year. And good tackle made on the near side by the D2 West, a gain of about four. But you can see what they're doing offensively. They've just run two curls, uh, one to uh, the far side and, and then one to uh, uh, our side over here. But that's just setting things up because uh, what they want to do is bring those corners up. And the corners aren't going to be quite as aggressive after they gave up uh, the 61-yard play on the first play of the game. So, uh, But there's going to be uh, some changes. Uh, there will be a curl and a, and a go coming at some point when those corners can bite. Max Neely of Dighton making the tackle in the open field. Third down and seven for the D2 East in the gold. Runner receiver right, play action. Malty looking over the middle. Has a man wide open making the catch is TJ Kane and he is tripped up far side at the 32 in West Territory. And that's just a seam route. You have your split end uh, going right down the sideline, and you have both tight ends. You, you also had Bates 
wide open over the middle, and that just puts a lot of stress on the secondary because if you're running a two deep and you got three guys running seam routes, somebody's going to be open, and when the quarterback makes the right read, that's what happens. Just a great read. Two guys were covered, one was free, and that's what good quarterbacks do is they make great decisions. Kane's a big target at six foot four, 210 pounds. All-state defensive player playing offense here at the All-Star game. Malty, first down and 10 at the West, 32. The handoff is to Barker. And Barker's able to plow ahead for four, maybe five. Actually, again, the forward progress stopped at the 29. So a pickup of three for Holden Barker. Barker starting running back from Colony Crest, 5'10", 195, over 4,100 yards rushing in his career to go along with 259 tackles and 82 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's the change that we have in this ball game. That was the eighth play, and I guess there's been one running back run at this point. So the D2 East with a 6 to nothing lead. Eight minutes to go in the first quarter here at Trojan Field and Beloit. They've been mastery wide right, boosting to the near side. Maltby in the gun. Short drop, flushed, keeps, runs, cuts back, left side, breaks one tackle, and then is dropped by the ankles by Wagablast at Thunder Ridge at the 25. So a gain of three on the play there for Master uh, for uh, Maltby on the run. Maltby... Well, listen, Canton Galvin Axtell met in the state semifinals, and, and that was a state championship caliber game. Axtell won 36-32. Can you imagine Maltby versus Detweiler in that quarterback matchup? Yeah, and that was another cruel route, but the linebacker got out underneath it. Maltby read it and just tucked it under and ran. So uh, uh, people talk about all the great things quarterbacks can do. It's the decision-making that has to be number one thing that the quarterback does well. So third down and two for the D2 East. At the West 24, Detweiler in at quarterback, and he is dropped. Terrific defensive play, a loss of a few. Dalton Bice. As Dalton Bice at Thunder Ridge comes to wrap up Detweiler, and they met in the state championship game last year. And there is a flag on the play. The flag is resting at the 24 in the middle of the field. Umpire threw it, who sits right behind the linebackers, and when he throws it, Nine times out of ten on a run play, it's going to be a holding, especially when you have someone getting beat in the offensive line, which is what happened with Bice on the penetration. It was a third and two. You take the penalty third and long, or you could have you take the loss on the play and make it fourth and about six. So what do they want to do? That's what they're deciding. They're going to go ahead and take the penalty and move them back and make it third and long. You about have to take the penalty, but uh, with, with the way that uh, the East can throw the football, uh, that gives them two opportunities. So neither uh, situation is ideal defensively because, uh, you know, if if you make it fourth and short, that's easy play for them. Uh, now you give them two chances to pick up uh, 16, 17 yards. So back at the 38th in the West Territory, East moving from right to left, leading six to nothing. Two receivers right. Now coming in motion is Mastery. Detweiler, quarterback keep. Sweep to the far side, and he is met and dropped. Good pursuit far side, making the tackle was Kay Johnson of Wallace County as able to string that out. Gain of seven on the play for Detweiler, but it was fourth in about 15, and so now it'll be – actually, it's third and 15, so now fourth and about nine, actually. And that decision is saying we know that we're going to go for it on fourth down because uh, we're in decent field position here. So all they wanted to do was pick up about half of it. They would have liked to pick up a little bit more with it being fourth and nine, but the, the, that call was all about the defense is going to be backed off. They can, we're going to pass it. We're going to pick up eight, ten yards with the quarterback run. So fourth down and nine for the D2 East. 
and the D2 East is going to call a timeout to discuss what they want to do on this fourth down play. If you're just tuning in, you joined just a little bit late, you missed the opening offensive possession, and the opening offensive play went for a 61-yard touchdown pass. Detweiler, who came in motion from wide receiver spot, <clears throat> became the halfback, then eventually the quarterback, halfback pass, and he threw it to a wide-open case of mastery. Two-point conversion failed. It was a 61-yard strike. By the way, you can go on the Katie Country 94 Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter, NCKS Radio Guy 10, and we have highlights that Colton Adolph's putting together thanks to our live video stream at 8manallstars.com. Wade Grodwaller is running our camera. And don't forget uh, that we will have the Division One game coming up later today at 1.30 with pregame at 1 o'clock. Did you know that North Central Kansas Technical College is ranked in the top ten in the nation among two-year colleges with the highest three-year graduation rates by the Chronicle of Higher Education? NCK Tech ranks as the highest technical and community college within Kansas. And NCK Tech provides hands-on education, enabling students to graduate in four to 18 months into high-wage, high-demand fields while acquiring very little debt relative to other options. NCK Tech has a strong reputation for helping students succeed and reach their goals. To learn more, visit nctc.edu. Fourth down and nine for the D2 East after they call a timeout. Trips to the near side of the field, empty to the far side. Maltby, short drop, fires, and it is tipped into the air and caught for a touchdown. Off the hands of Taylor Anderson and caught for a touchdown by Holden Barker. And it goes down as a touchdown on fourth and nine for the D2 East on the crazy deflection. That would have been 30, 31 yards because it was fourth and nine. So uh, that was the uh, immaculate reception, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to that. the Steelers and the Raiders, the deflection for the touchdown. Wasn't a, it was not a good pass by Maltby because he had Mastery open and missed him, threw a little bit behind him, and then off of Taylor Anderson and into the air, and Parker was in the right place at the right time to say the least. East up 12-0. They go for two. Maltby keeps, has some room up the middle. Did he get in? Yes, he did. Maltby with a two-point conversion. And it's all D2 East right now. The goal leading the West Green All-Stars 14-0 with 6.35 to go here in the first quarter. Exactly what they drew up during that timeout, right? Okay, here, you fire it over to Mastery. A little bit behind him, gets deflected by defender right to Barker. But once again, it was one guy having to cover two receivers on those seam routes. They're just outnumbering with the play calling the number of guys in the secondary. So, yeah, it was good coverage, but there was two guys there. And anytime it's two to one, it's an advantage offense. Let's go to the field in Dusty. Gary Malby with me here from Kent Galvey. Just threw that touchdown, ran in the two-pointer. That pass was just like he drew it up, right? Yeah, so it's exactly how we wanted it to work. Worked it in practice. Ended up working good for us. Hey, uh, just looking at the group that you have here this week, you do have a, te- a couple teammates here in Kane and, and, and uh, Mastery and Coach Hoppus is here, but how have you guys messed with the whole group here, and, and how fun has it been this week? Uh, it's one of the first things they told us was uh, the more you guys mesh together, the better you'll be on the field. So we kind of took that serious. Uh, we, had our, we were in the fifth dorm room. We called it T5, was the top of five. We'd all just hang out in there all the time, just hanging out with the guys, get to know each other. It's kind of an embarrassment of riches having you and uh, Detweiler on the team, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. I didn't know if we'd get along very well at first, but we've, we've come pretty close to actually pretty good friends now. Garrett Mulby from King Gallo. Thanks for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Here's the kickoff by Gosh, angling to the far side and through the end zone. It'll be a touchback for the D2 West All-Stars as... 
It is 14-0 D2 East. The D2 East defense, Connor Schur of Osborne, a linebacker. Defensive end, Josh Cybernicki of Hanover. Luke Davies of Lebo is a corner. Stetson Setter of Colony Crest, a corner. Isaac Detweiler, Axel, a linebacker, along with Kaiser Wettrick of St. Paul. Defensive end and kicker, Jace Gosh of Norwich. And Austin Bailey, nose guard of Lebo, is going to play football at Ottawa next year. And Caleb Wagonblast of Thunder Ridge is going to play football at Friends. And Casey and Anthony of Santana is going to play football at Wayland Baptist. So there's a few that are going on to play football at the next level. First down and 10. Schoolboard has fourth and nine. They update that. Here's the short throw and catch by Neely. From the 15 on the touchback to the 18, again at three. Josh Zarbanicki. I practiced that all week, knew how to say it, and then I butcher it the first time. Zarbanicki out of Hanover with a really good open field tackle. Right now you're seeing lots of short passes, and the defense has been there. Second down in seven, hand off to Neely, has some room to the outside, lowers the boom on one defender and plows forward, surges for a first down far sideline. He is fired up, the three-time pole vault champion in 1A. He's able to, from Dighton, with a pickup of eight on second down in seven. He runs that just like he pole vaults, aggressive, attacking, and setter, Stetson setter out of Colony Crest with the tackle. And that's just what you need right now. Come out and get a first down, eliminate those pre-snap penalties. So first down and 10, five and a half to go in the first quarter. D2 East leading and D2 West, 14 to nothing. D2 West, this is Bice. Oh, he is taken down. Austin Bailey of Lebo shoots through, and Dylan Bice had nowhere to go. He loses a half a yard. Yeah, I saw him before the first snap take over that uh, nose guard position, and, and my first thought was, uh, how are you going to block him? Because that is a big fella at the nose guard that's going to play football at Ottawa. Second down and 10 for the D2 West. Tight formation, two tight ends. Vice keeps it, trying to get to the outside. There is nothing doing. The D2 East all over it. They string it out to the near side. Vice maybe back to the original line of scrimmage. That is it. Fired up Luke Davies of Lebo, leading a charge of defenders along with Kaiser Wuttrick of St. Paul. And third and 11 for the D2 West Green. Yeah, that's the way the secondary attacks, but it was strung out by Zarbanicki from his defensive end position. He uh, made the quarterback run wide and never got to turn up field. Great defensive end play by Zarbanicki. So third down and 11, two receivers bunched to the near side of the field. One, actually two to the far side. Empty backfield for Bice on third down and 11. Three-man rush. Here comes the pressure. Bice is flushed. He rolls to the far side, throws deep down the left sideline, and nobody able to make the catch as it's out of bounds at the 10. Bice throwing against his body. Pretty good arm and strength, but just not able to put it on the money there. But there's double coverage down the field. He's trying to go to a couple of... West players are down there trying to haul it in, but incomplete pass, fourth down 11 for the D2 West. Yeah, as you say, and he was running as he threw the ball, and Wattrick out of St. Paul stuck his shoulder pad on him. That was the best hit of the ball game on the quarterback as he's throwing the football. Fourth down 11 for the D2 West, and now a shank. Out of bounds near midfield off the side of the foot of the punter, Kay Johnson of Wallace County. So everything going the D2 East way in the early going. They lead 14 and nothing. They had the ball two times. They've scored two times. Now 4-12 to go in this first quarter. D2 East will take over. 
with the two-touchdown advantage. They won for two on two-point tries. And we mentioned earlier, the, this series began in 2001 and went to two games. East leads the series 12-9. to The West has won the last three. Last win for the East was 2018. We'll go to Dusty after this play. First down and 10 for the D2 East at the midfield stripe at the 40. Eight-man football. 40 is midfield. There is no 50. Maltby airs it out deep. Right side and caught for a touchdown. Or is he down at the one? They're going to say touchdown. Luke Davies, the recipient on the strike thrown by Maltby. And the D2 East with a 40-yard touchdown pass. And it was good coverage, Wade. Uh, you really can't cover it much better than what he did. It was just an absolute perfect pl- perfect pass, and you, c- you just can't cover a guy any better. There was just a little bit of room to get it in there, and he did. There's a flag on the play, so the officials discussing this. It was after the play, I'm pretty sure. Probably a little celebration. Unsportsmanlike on the D2 East. Oh, come on, it's an all-star game, man. <laughs> but I don't know exactly what happened. So. Don't want to have any kind of taunting or anything like that. You don't want to see a skirmish or something happen. We've had a couple of players over the years that have been ejected from the eight-man all-star game. I was saying the pep rally yesterday to the guys at the end, whatever you do, let's, let's play hard. But I don't want to be talking about somebody getting ejected from the game at an all-star contest. So they will assess that on the kickoff. Well, they've had an eight-second and a nine-second drive. <laughs> That's the old one play uh, over the top. 20 to nothing, D2 East dominating here in the first quarter. Two receivers to the right. And Tom Barnett is one of those for Central Christian. The slot is Mastry. Maltby wants to throw, and he fires to Mastry, who makes the catch on an out in the end zone for the two-point conversion. And it is 22 nothing, D2 East with the lead here, and we're still in the first quarter of 4.06 to play. That is a terrific pass once again. It's good coverage, but it's an out in the corner of the end zone. Just something you're not used to seeing in an eight-man football, someone that's able to put the ball on the money to the receiver. Even if you have decent coverage, it's not going to be there for you. So uh, that's just a great job by a quarterback. And Kenton Galva and Axtell were really good. Let's get out of the field and Dusty. Yeah, Xander Hole with us from Frankfurt High School, paving the way for a great start offensively here, 22 to nothing. When you saw this team in practice, did you feel like this was the kind of team you had? Uh, honestly, yeah. Um, I, I really love all these guys. I, I the first day it was, was kind of awkward, you know, getting to, getting to know. But as soon as the, as, as the more the week went, you, you just you just can't help but love these guys. They're nothing but nothing but trouble, but in a good way, you know. But yeah, I think I think they have they got so much talent. It, and it's so fun to play with. Them. You know, you had good teams at Frankfurt, but what's the difference from what you see from this kind of talent? Uh, well, I'd say the main difference is uh, kind of the experience level of it. See, back in Frankfurt, uh, we only had a couple seniors, had a few juniors. You know, it, it was all just younger guys. Um, but here, you know, you got people that have been playing. Some of them have been playing four years here. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of them know what they're doing. So, yeah, it's... That's the main thing. Sounds like you've had a fun week. Congratulations on the good start. Best luck the rest of the way. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a good one. 406 to go first quarter. 22 to nothing. D2 East dominating. Here is the kickoff by Gosh of Norwich. And it's a line drive, low kick, and goes off the hand of Neely. He retreats, picks it up at the 15 at the far hash mark. Now slips up for a moment and then is buried 
at the 27-yard line as it was, gosh, the kicker in the coverage. Also out there was Stetson Setter of Colony Crest. And Lou Davies, Luke Davies out of Lebo. When you got three guys making tackles on kickoff coverage, you know you have great coverage so far. Uh, really uh, pretty hard to write a better script for a start of a ball game, what the East has done so far. Yeah, Davies with a 40-yard touchdown catch on that seam route pass put on the money by Maltby. Maltby had a great career at Cam Gallup through for over 5,000 yards. New quarterback in the game, firing down the near side and incomplete at the 20. He's trying to go to Neely. Good coverage there by Luke Davies. The new quarterback is Dylan Gantz of Stafford, who is going to play football at McPherson and has a pretty good arm, but threw that one a little bit too far. And and, and to be honest, the passes so far uh, has been defended so well. It, it, it has almost looked like it was – the East team that was running the patterns because it's, if it's been an accurate throw, they would have been interceptions. There, there is absolutely nobody open because we're talking about how well this East squad has looked offensively. Well, they've been just as good defensively. Second down and 10 for the D2 West in the green uniforms with the gold numerals and the white trim. D2 East in the gold with the green numerals and the white trim. Here's a toss play to the outside. And there's just nothing doing whatsoever for Cade Johnson as coming over defensively. Josh Cybernicki of Hanover. Also over there was Isaac detwiler Axtell, two twin battle league rivals and now teammates making the stop. Well, if we're going to have a defensive MVP, it's kind of early, but anything to the outside on the defense's left side on Zarbernicki's side looks to me like it's not going to work because he just gets his hands on the blocker, fights it off, and gets down the line of scrimmage. Great defensive end. Carson Worth, Cade Johnson split out to the near side of the field along with a third wide out. No one to the left. In the gun, here is Gantz to throw on third and ten. Crossing pattern caught by Hildebrand. Hildebrand, it will carry the defender an extra yard. Picks up eight to the 36. Tackle applied there by Trey Peters of St. Paul. Brings up fourth and short. Well, that's what you need. Now you have a chance to go for it on fourth down. Very accurate pass. And the offensive line's doing a good job for the West. Quarterbacks have been having time to throw on these uh, first three possessions for the West team. They've just got to get guys open like they had on that play. 3-13 and ticking first quarter. 22-0 D2 East with the lead. D2 West with a fourth down and shorts. And they will take their first time out of the ball game. 68 degrees at kickoff. We're expecting a high of 87 later today. So the second game will be a little bit warmer like it usually is. But considering that it's the 10th of June and we got highs in the mid-80s, and here we got around 70 degrees right now. You couldn't ask for anything better than that. The highlights, by the way, are on KD Country 94 Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, click in KD Country 94. Our highlights are not posting to Twitter. We'll try to correct that either at halftime or in between games. Colt Nadoff doing a good job grabbing those for a live video stream via 8manallstars.com and the Boy Trojan channel. Wade Groenwaller. We got two Wades today working the game. That's two-fifths of our, our crew. And then there's Dusty down there with the broken collarbone that he had fixed up last Friday for surgery, and he's doing a lot better this week. He's been a gamer, and he's on the sideline with that sling on his right arm, and, and Dusty's done a wonderful job covering throughout the week for us on Katie Country 94 and the Eight-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. He is Mr. Eight-Man, right? Yes, he is. He should be, and he could have an inspiration award as they run on fourth and two, angling left, nothing doing for Gantz, who kept it. 
the quarterback from Stafford, and he is met and dropped. No gain on the play, and you have Austin Bailey of Lebo was stuffing up the middle, and that'll freed up a linebacker to find the hole, and the D2 East gets to stop, and the domination continues. Yeah, take your pick. Detwater was in there also. There was like four guys on short yardage. That means guys are not getting blocked. They're just quick, quicker, and getting off the block. Just great defense. Sets the offense up with good field position. Well, we'll wait for this play here, Dusty, and then we'll go to you here in just a moment. Dusty has another one of the All-Stars to chat with here on the sideline. 3.05 to go first quarter, 22-0 D2 East. They've scored on an eight-second drive and a nine-second drive. Here's a handoff to Barker, running left, angles outside to the 30, 25-20, and breaks one tackle, sheds another, and finally pushed out of bounds. He's fired up. Barker with a big gain on the play down to the 15. It's a pickup of 22. Let's go to the sideline, Dusty. Josh Zarbanicki from Hanover with us here for the D2 East. Uh, A great start to the game. You got another stop there. You're playing on that end on defense. What are you seeing out there? Uh, we just have a great bunch of guys. They're willing to do whatever it takes to win, and that's showing out here so far. I think we've given up one first down so far in the game, and we're almost down a quarter. So it's just great to be out here with these kids who know how to play and play well. Hold on for a second. I'll let you watch this play. We'll keep with us. First down and 10 at the 15 after the 22-yard run by Barker. In motion is Evan Bussing of Axtell to the left. Malby, the quarterback, hands off to Barker again. Barker has a big hole, and he's able to slice his way through down to the sixth. The ball may have come out, and we'll see who recovered it. And let's go back to Dusty. Yeah, is Josh Zarbanicki still with me here? Uh, Hanover Isle obviously had a great football tradition, and you're here with Coach Hoyer. What's the experience been like for you, and, and to be able to share in that with one last time with him? I mean, playing for a team with a winning culture like Hanover is great. It's always a fun experience, but there's nothing like this all-star game. Kids from all over the state, the best, the best in Kansas are here, and it's just great spending time with them, getting to know them, and playing some football. Josh Zarbanicki from Hanover D2 East. Thanks for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Yeah, he's been active defensively the entire D2 East. is pitching a shutout right now, and as he mentioned, just one first down. They keep track of that on the sideline. Not that hard, though, when it's only one first down, is it? One receiver to the far right is Mastery out of a pistol formation. They hand off to Barker, and he picks up a first down on second one from the six. He's just able to lower his head and bulldoze his way for a first down into the middle of that defense. Debert came off the edge out of Mineola and made a really nice tackle because it was a good push up front by the interior of the offensive line by the east, but Debert with a really good defensive play. Yeah, Noah Dibert from Mineola. He is six foot one, 200 pounds. Mineola went... 8-2 this past year, lost Victoria in the second round. 66 receptions in his career, 11 touchdown catches. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Empty backfield. Detweiler is now your quarterback from Axtell. He keeps it running left, gets a couple of blockers. It got a kick-out block, and he walks in, strolls into the end zone on the left-hand side for the touchdown from five yards out. And the D2 East extends their lead 28 to nothing. Just uh, really well blocked, and uh, that's just kind of the uh, passes are there, and now they're saying, well, let's try the run game now. And by the way, that first long run, that was an excellent block by Cooper Jermark, uh, local from St. John's, right at the point of attack, just uh, stonewalled the guy that was coming up on a blitz. So uh, uh, probably the best block I've seen so far. D2 East leading 28 to nothing. They will go for two. Barker is the setback. Mastery to the right. 
And the ball is handed off to Barker. Bobbled it, I think, for a second, but able to plow his way into the end zone for the two-point try. It's 30 to nothing. D2 East with the lead with a minute 40 to go first quarter. Just absolute, complete domination by the D2 East so far, Todd. Well, it is. And as, as I mentioned right before kickoff, these games are not about the guys up front and the great running backs anymore. It's all about the quarterbacks and the playmakers, and we're seeing that exact thing take place here because you have two amazing quarterbacks that uh, this East team has that had uh, really the two best teams in the state of Kansas, and they're showing why they were great quarterbacks right now because the defense has no answers. Let's go to the sideline and Dusty. Got to do this real quick. We're with Isaac Detweiler of Axville. You're the jack of all trades, so you're going back on defense after this kickoff. But uh, an outstanding start at 30 to nothing. What's it been like to be part of a team like this with Maltby and you're rotating and playing just everywhere and, and being all over the field today? It shows the versatility that the east side of the state has. You know, we got 20 of the best dudes from all classes. It shows multiple people can play multiple positions on our team. It just shows how good we are. What do you see on that touchdown run? I just seen we had, we had a little crack action going on and. Once I seen the first two initial blocks, I knew it was knew it was a touchdown. After that, Isaac Detweiler from Axtell will get let you get back to it. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you guys. Isaac Detweiler, All-State quarterback, three times, sophomore, junior, and senior. In his career, he threw 117 touchdown passes, eight interceptions. Last year, threw for 2,100 yards, 45 touchdowns, one interception. Axtell, back-to-back state champs, undefeated. He threw for over 6,000 yards as a career and set the eight-man record for completion percentage in a career at 69.6%. Isaac Detweiler, no doubt, an all-star. And he's also going to be the only player from this game that's going to play in the Shrine Bowl later on this summer as the ball is kicked off out of bounds once again by the D2 East. That's really been the only thing the D2 East has had problems with is kicking the ball in play. I was just going to say, and you would think with all of these great offensive players on the East squad, that you know how many points they scored during the regular season? They were scoring nonstop, just like they're doing today. Uh, so you would think they would uh, figure out this kicking thing. But, you know, it's like everything else. They haven't been kicking the football for months. So uh, he's going to get it down here. A minute 40 to go here in the first quarter. 30 to nothing, D2 East. Here's the kickoff. And Angles to the near side, gets by Neely. He has to go all the way back, and he lets it go out of bounds, which was so smart. He let it go out at the one. It rolled out there. Well, they're not going to take the option of where it went out. No, no, no. (laughs) They definitely are not going to do that. So it was an effective second kick there by Gosh uh, for a while until eventually Neely was smart enough. There's, there's players you see at the college level, even maybe the pro that picked that ball up at the one instead of wisely letting it go out of bounds. Even though it got by you, it doesn't mean you've got to go pick it up uh, right away if you, if you know it's going out of bounds. Now, if it stays in play, yeah, that's a live ball. You know what these coverage guys are saying right now? <laughs> We're tired. I'm tired. Kick, kick the thing in between the white lines this time, please. Look at uh, out there. You're looking at uh, Barker, who's been uh, running the football. He was he was leaning over. He's like, uh, we got to sprint this for the third time. This is when you see returns. Yes, yeah, right. Especially in the eight man game. From the twenty, here's the kick out by Gosh. That is a high angling kick to the far side, and that one goes out of bounds. So he tried the near side three times in this game so far. Now he tries the far side, and that ball, which is oblong, of course, football, pigskin, bounced the wrong way for Gosh and out of bounds to the far sideline. And so now you're sitting there going, well, let's try it again. (laughs) And here's the fourth sprint. 
This is, where, this is where you might think about putting some different guys out there. Look at all the guys walking back. <laughs> and, and it's a slow walk. Yes, absolutely. He uh, looks over, uh, Gosh looks over at the sideline and just sticks his arms up like, Coach, I don't know what's going on here. That was actually a really good kick. It would have been uh, without the penalties maybe in the end zone, but it was out of bounds. Noah Freeman from Wakefield in on the special teams coverage. Here's a kick by Gosh Line Drive. It is caught. All right, a big man's dream. Caleb Wagon Blast able to blast his way forward for three or four yards. <laughs> it was a rocket right at him. He caught it cleanly, and he kind of looked around like, should I return it? Heck, yeah, it's an all-star game, Caleb. Absolutely. Blast your way as far as you can. Just hold on to that ball, and he did. And the D2 West, the green, they have it in D2 East territory at the 36, their best field position of the day. That's when uh, their eyes light up, and that's when the coaches are like, protect the football. Let's go to the sideline and Dusty. Ruth Bates joining me here. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll go ahead and let you run this play here real quick. That sounds good. First down and 10 for the D2 West. They're down 30 to nothing. A little wide receiver screen, and it is low and then dropped there. Let's go to the sideline and Dusty. Luke Bates from St. John's Tipton Division 2 East, up 30 nothing to start this thing. Did you think your biggest workout today would be on kickoffs out of bounds? Yes. Uh, I mean, we we didn't really practice much conditioning, so I don't know if this is the payback for it or what. But, yeah, this is definitely the most running I've done all week. You literally have to walk across the street to go home, so this has been a fun experience, I know, just talking to you throughout the week. What's it like to be actually here on game day and experiencing it for, for the full way? Oh, it's a dream come true. I mean, ever since fifth grade, I've dreamed of being in this, you know, seeing all the guys having so much fun, just playing around, not only during the game, but during the week, so it's just been really fun and it's been a joy. Second and 10 for the D2. Oh, man, getting away is Gans. He almost was sacked. Gets away, picks up a few on the far sideline, nearly wrapping him up for the D2 West in the backfield. Trying to see who it was for the D2 East that was uh, had the penetration in the backfield. We'll get to that. The let's penetration was Wetrick. Okay, let's go back to Dusty. One more question for Luke Bates of St. John's Tipton. Just as you look at today and, and see this, did you expect to have this kind of game from what you saw from the group? Uh, honestly, I didn't expect to be up this much, but I mean, we just have a lot of athletes, just a lot of really good football players and athletes in general. So I knew it was going to be a really good game, and hopefully we can keep this rolling. Thanks a lot, Luke. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. I know I'm getting old. I coached Luke Bates flag football when he was in, I think it was fourth grade, and uh, Luke was a, a good kid to coach, always very respectful, and he would he at least acted like he was listening to us as coaches, so always appreciated that, and it's really cool to see him as an eight-man all-star. Here from Beloit, and as Dusty said, you can just walk back across the street after the game, or if he forgets something at halftime, he could run home and get it. He literally could. Minute 26 to go here in the first quarter timeout on the field, and it was called by the D2 East, and so they have one remaining. That is a 30 to nothing the D2 East leading the D2 West. Did you know that NCK Tech offers over 20 different programs? Plus, NCK Tech is starting a new power sports technology program on the Beloit campus this fall. This is a one-year program that prepares students for a career in the power sports industry, including outdoor recreation, personal watercraft, and agricultural sectors. NCK Tech offers a job placement guarantee upon successful completion of any of their programs. They stand behind their faculty and the education they provide their students. To learn more, visit NCK tc.edu. So third down and eight for the D2 West. Gantz is your quarterback from Stafford. He throws it out to the near side and over the head on an out pattern intended for Worth from Victoria. And it brings up fourth down and eight for the D2 West. 
well, it's just hard to make an accurate pass because you, you had a new defensive end, and that's our kicker in there doing a great job uh, out of Norwich. Had penetration, good size, six foot four, and tried to throw over him, and you don't have a, a good view, so it's not an accurate throw. So a great job with the pass rush. Hey, Wagon Blast is lined up as a wide receiver in the slot to the near side. How many times do you see a guy that's 55 lined up as a receiver? Also, the near side of the field is Max Neely on fourth and eight. A pass is tipped and caught on the deflection far side and going in for a touchdown. For the D2 West is Cade Johnson. This one from a 33 yards. Well, that evens things up. Yes. <laughs> you got two immaculate receptions. Uh, back to the old Franco Harris uh, Steelers Raiders game many years ago, you have the old deflection and catch the football. So, uh, you know, it didn't look like it was going to be either time we saw these touchdowns. It didn't look like either was going to be success for the offense. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. How many times do you see deflections like that where the ball just pops up in the air and seems like they hang there forever? Once is crazy, twice in the same quarter? Of an all-star game, 30-6, to D2 West on the board. Here is Gansey throws. Had a man open Hildebrand, but overshoots him. He's up seven himself, throws his mouthpiece into the ground as he missed on that pass. Coverage by Luke Davies of Lebo. So the D2 West on the board off to the fortunate bounce of the football and the deflection. It's 30-6, to and D2 East defense is saying, are you kidding me? We were wanting to shut out, and you get that lucky one, and the D2 West is saying, well, you had one too, so don't complain too much. 30-6 to with a minute 15 to go in this first quarter, a very long first quarter with lots of points and lots of deflections, as we just pointed out. Yeah, and really good coverage on the play. And like I said, it's better to be lucky than good. But it was good pass blocking. The guys up front doing their job. And that was uh, just what the doctor ordered for the West to uh, get good field position with the special teams and then uh, convert on fourth down. Now the trick for the defense of the West is going to be to get a stop because there's been four possessions so far for this potent East offense, and they have not been stopped yet. So that's going to be and, – and now they're starting to run the ball. You know, the pass has been there, and now they're getting successful with, uh, with the run game. So D2 has to kick it off. Low line drive and off the hand – of mastery, but into the end zone. So the the automatic touchback there for the D2 East as they lead 30 to six. So the uh, offense is actually going to be backed up for the first time for this East. So let's see what uh, they have in store offensively now. Uh, maybe uh, come back and run the ball a little bit like they have been. They're kind of taken over with uh, that interior of the offensive line has looked really good in the run game. So D2 East. In the gold uniforms with the green numerals moving from right to left from west to east here at Trojan Field in Beloit. They have it off to the touchback at their own 15. Last time they were in this area of the field, it was the first play of the game. It was a 61-yard touchdown pass. Maltby of Canton Gallup fires a strike again on the crossing pattern to his teammate T.J. Kane. Kane is brought down there by Bowman of the D2 West All-Stars, but it's a pickup of 15. And that ball's in the air for 30 yards, and it's right between the two and the five of the receiver, Kane, that's got size. So how do you stop that at, uh, at the eight-man level? I mean, that's just so much talent offensively, uh, a good-sized receiver, so he has a good radius to catch the ball, and you have a quarterback that throws a tight spiral right on the money. D2 East, first down and 10 at their own 30. 
from the near hash mark. One receiver right, one receiver left, and the gun is Malfi. Quick pass, and it is caught, and then stopped. Progress on the far side at the 35-yard line, a gain of five as they go to Mastery. Coverage over there by Evan Stratman of Central Plains. Yeah, good job on that curl. And yeah, and Tomberlin out there also, and uh, recognize him. Uh, he's Let's going go to the U.S. Marines. Line. Yes, he is. Let's go to Sion Dusty. Hey, Johnson from Wallace County, Sharon Springs with us here. Uh, it's just like you drew it up, right? Get that tip and get the touchdown, get on the board. Yes, sir. You know, I let up two big plays early, so I had to get one back. We'll get you back after this play. Second down and forehand off to Barker, and Barker is able to bulldoze his way to the midfield stripe and into D2 West territory at the 39 pickup of six. Let's go to Dusty. You're in a long line, obviously, of Wildcats that have played in the State Man All-Star game playing for the D2 West this week. What stood out about the week and, and being able to represent Wallace County and Sheriff Springs one last time? Uh, you know, just coming out here and playing with these boys that I played against during the regular season. I just was looking forward to get out here and represent Wallace County. What's been your absolute favorite part of the week? Uh, obviously the football game. Live, breathe, and sleep football. Kay Johnson from Sharon Springs. Thanks for the time, man. Best of luck. Thank you. Kay's in the right spot, no doubt, here in Beloit. First down and 10. Malfi airs it out deep, far sideline, just out of the reach of the intended target at the five-yard line. Mastery, pretty good coverage over there by the D2 West as a catch Tomball in South Barbara with the coverage. That brings us into the first quarter. It is E2 East All-Stars 30 to D2 West All-Stars 6. We'll be back in one minute. This is the eight-man All-Star Game Radio Network. Your tire headquarters is Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit. For light truck to car to tractor, if it's a tire you need or if it's tire related, like balancing or repair, stop by Thompson Tire. Plus, they can align your car's front end and save the life of your existing tires. For new tires and wheels, see the staff at Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit, a proud supporter of the Beloit Trojans and the St. John's Tipton Blue Jays. Wishing them good luck this season. Agco in Beloit and Cocker City is growing. Come join our winning team and build top-of-the-line products, including Fent and Massey Ferguson planters and sunflower tillage and drills. Multiple full-time positions available for first shift, including fabrication, weld, assembly, and material handling. No weekends required. Agco offers a $2,500 sign-on bonus for welders and a $1,000 sign-on bonus for all other employees. We provide excellent wages, paid time off, 401k with company match, and more. New hires qualify for pay advances during the first 30, 60, 90 days. Looking for a new start with a great company? Apply at careers.agcocorp.com. And welcome back to Trojan Field in Beloit. Wade Gershner, Todd Clover, Dusty Dynas, Colton Adolph, Wade Grohmwaller with you. Division II All-Star Game dominated so far through the first 12 minutes by the D2 East. They lead 30-6, to looking for more. Second down and 10 at the midfield stripe. Here is Barker, and he breaks one tackle, and he's able to twist his way and brew his way past the 30 down to the 28 as pick up a 12, and Barker starting to pick up some steam. Todd Clover. Well, he is, and I was noticing on the last play uh, – uh, they're going to run a lot behind guys like Alexander Hole out of Frankfurt, 6'3", 270. That's a big fella. And then you got Barker that's just a, a bruising-type runner. Because, But you got a kid like that that gets three or four yards because he gets hit. When he gets, first gets hit, and then he gets three or four yards after that because he just carries ball carriers. So it's the physicality of the guys up front and the ball carrier. 
First down and 10 at the 28 for the D2 East. Now moving from left to right from the far hash mark. In the gun is Maltby. He keeps on the fake hand off to Barker. He has met and pushed back. Gain of a yard, maybe two. Noah Dibert of Mineola with a nice stop from his defensive end slash linebacker position. Really good defense on the play. Nowhere to go. You can see Maltby uh, doing a couple sidesteps there, looking for a hole and never could find one. So he just makes a good decision and goes ahead and gets a yard or two. But uh, really good job uh, by those linebackers coming up and filling, and a good job by the nose guard there, giving no place to go. Wagon blast. Evan Boosting bringing in the play for the D2 East. Second down and nine. The ball resting just inside the 27-yard line, middle of the field. D2 East in the gold uniforms. D2 West on defense in the green. Out of the gun, Maltby. Had some time, surveys, looks, now fires deep back of the end zone and incomplete. Excellent coverage. Trying to go to TJ Kane, a 6'4 target, and his teammate from Canton Gavel, but excellent coverage by Sawyer Bowman of Hodgman County. And it's third down and nine after the incomplete pass in the end zone. Well, you could really see it. It's that same route they ran earlier. There's three guys running seam routes. Much better job adjusting to that route by the defense of the West, and it was going to take a very accurate throw to have success on the play, but that's just a good decision. He throws it high, thinking my big receiver that I'm confident in might come down with it. If he doesn't, nobody gets it. That's what a good quarterback does. Third down and nine for the D2 East. Oh, Barker bobbled it again, regains control of it on the handoff, and picks up eight to the 20, brings up fourth down and one. Hard-nosed run. Tomberlin uh, in on the tackle. Also, there was Dybert again for the D2 West. Yeah, Tomberlin with a big stick on the play. Really got low, and uh, advice for those guys in the secondary. If you're going to tackle Barber, uh, you better tackle him low. Only got a yard after contact. That was a great tackle on that play. So fourth down and two for the D2 East. From the near hash mark at the D2 West 20-yard line, leading 30-6 to with under 10 minutes to play in the first half here at Trojan Field and Beloit, the 38th annual eight-man All-Star Games. D2 game now, and then the D2, D1 game at 1.30 later today. Pre-game coverage at 1 o'clock on the network. Uh, the pistol, the handoff is to Barker from Maltby, and Barker plows forward. Just straight line run, gain of three to the 17 as Josh Hildebrand in on the stop for the D2 West. Also there was Nathan Bulbrock of Wheatland. I like your description because he got hit short of the yard to, yards to gain on the fourth down, and the plow would be an excellent description of what he did. He said, there's no hole here, so I'm just going to get that extra yards that we needed. He didn't make it by much. It's a great run. So first down and 10 for the D2 East from the near hash. Receiver left is Mastry. One receiver to the right. They throw. Quick pass on a little... In route and is caught by Mastery to the 11. Tackle applied there by the D2 West All-Stars as Hildebrand was over in the area, but also there was Zayden Pierce of Buckland. But let's talk about those seam patterns. What it's done to this secondary is they're 10 yards off. So what does the offense do? Say, okay, you've adjusted and you're taking away the deep pass. We're going to run the six-yard curl and pick up five or six yards on first down. That's just good coaching of seeing what the defense is giving you. They're taking away the deep. You take the short route. Second down and four at the 11 for the D2 East. One receiver to the near side of the field. That is mastery. The give is to Barker, runs into his own offensive lineman, and now he's able to backpedal his way to the five. Wagon Blast leading the way. 
or excuse me, Wagabas in on the tackle, but leading the way was Xander Hall of Frankfurt. You mentioned 6'3", 270, and a gain on the play of five and a first down. Yeah, what those guys are doing up front is they're not allowing the guys to get off the blocks, which uh, we're talking about the great runs by uh, the running back here, but what, what you're seeing is the guys up front are not letting guys get off blocks, which makes it easier to run the football. So first down and goal at the five for the D2 East, moving to our right. Twin receivers to the left. Malpe has all day to throw. Now he finally backpedals and fires it incomplete to the far side of the end zone near the track. Just threw that one away. Had time, good coverage downfield and into the end zone by the D2 West. You, you, had, you jinxed at the start of this drive the uh, eight- and nine-second plays <laughs> because they have now, next play is going to be the 13th play of this drive. Of course, as I said at the start of the drive, they're backed up for the first time, so right. they had a long way to go. They, in the first quarter, it was all short fields off of not converting on fourth down or short punts, so now you're seeing more of the time-consuming execution by this offense. It's impressive with a few days' practice to see this execution. Cal Marcus, five out left guard. The center is Xander Hull of Frankfurt, and the right guard is Cooper Jermark of St. John's. Here's Maltby keeping it on a second goal. He has met and dropped Zayden Pierce from the cornerback position, and also there fired up is Max Neely of Dighton, and also to assist was Volbrock of Wheatland. No gain on the play for Maltby. Brings up a third and goal from the five. Yeah, you're seeing the West has seen some of these plays, and they're adjusting better. Uh, that was the play that was the touchdown in the first half, and that, that time they did not let the quarterback get to the outside and you saw Kane did not have an angle for a block and he makes a good decision instead of blocking the guy in the back and getting a clipping call on him he does not uh, commit the penalty just a good decision so third down and goal for the five for the far hash mark for the D2 East leading 30 to 6 with 720 to go before intermission the overload on the left side of the line Malfi scrambles to his right now stops lobs it back of the end zone it is caught but out of play is mastery excellent coverage again by Tomberlin of South Barber only 5'8 135 as you mentioned he's going to be a U.S. Marine and excellent coverage right there in the back of the end zone brings up a fourth and goal yeah really impressed after the first couple of series how this defense has done such a much better job of covering these really good receivers there's nobody open at this point so the D2 East will take a timeout here. So both teams now have one timeout remaining. Both teams have one timeout remaining. D2 West, D2 East, 7-12 to go before intermission. We'll get those highlights fixed uh, on our Facebook page. We have a little bit of an issue there. We'll get them taken care of. You'll have them whether the games are over or maybe during the broadcast here today. Our live video stream, 8manallstars.com. And big thank you to our affiliates, KNDY AM 1570, FM 94.1 in Marysville, KR 92 in Belleville, KD Country 94, KDNS Downs, Beloit 98.9, 1540 KMCP in McPherson is a new affiliate this year, along with 1510 KLQR in Larnard. You can also listen online, 8manallstars.com or at astraradio.com. And, of course, we have a live video stream as well, 8manallstars.com. Want a copy of the live video stream, you'll be able to go to the On Demand tab at that Beloit Trojan channel page that you are at when you're watching the stream, and you can download a copy. There is a fee for that, but the video stream, when it's going on now live, is absolutely free. You don't have to pay to watch, unlike during the high school regular season for some schools tied uh, into certain contracts or agreements 
for us at the Bullet Trojan Channel throughout the year, the sponsors allow it to be free for all the people that are Bullet Trojan fans. Bullet Trojans usually play on this field today. It's owned by the eight-man All-Stars. The Trojan field Bullet fourth and goal from the five. In motion is Mastery. They fake the Mastery. Malpe steps up, fires, and is caught by T.J. Kane. For the five-yard touchdown on fourth and goal, Canton Galva Eagle, the Canton Galva Eagle, and the East extends their lead to 36-6. to Did you uh, have any idea that they might look for Kane? First of all, uh, in goal-to-goal situations, you need the big receiver to throw to because, once again, that was great coverage by Gantz on the play. There was a very, very small window to get that into, and if the receiver's not 6'4", that's not going to be a completion. Mastery split to the near side in the backfield. Off the left hip is Barker. Maltby hands it to Barker. Barker in, untouched until he gets the end zone for the two-point conversion. D2 East continues their impressive play. They lead 38-6 with 7.08 to go before halftime. The other thing about that fourth down play after the timeout is they had Mastery go in motion from the near side to the far side. They faked it to him, and that froze. Uh, linebacker, and I think that also helped open up the pathway for Maltby to fire it, as you said, to a tall target in six foot four Kane. And Kane, uh, an outstanding uh, player, he goes as TJ, first name Tanner, because by TJ, six foot four two ten, all state defensive player. He's uh, undecided when it comes to the future, but he wants to play football. Let's go to Dusty with TJ Kane. Yeah, TJ with me here. I was letting him get a drink, catch his breath a little bit. Uh, had to feel nice to get the score. You're up thirty eight six now. All your teammates and you have gotten into the end zone in one way or the other, whether it be two-point or touchdown. What's it been like to run Coach's, Coach Hoppus's offense here and, and, and do this today? Well, it's the same thing I've ran my entire life. Um, I'm super excited. Boys picked it up pretty easily, and we just clicked. Like, second day, just, it was easy to understand. The boys are doing a good job with it. On the touchdown pass, was it exactly the way you drew it up? Yeah, it was. He wanted to hit me right there in that window right past the middle backer. What's been your absolute favorite part of this week? My favorite part of this week is just uh, hanging out with all the fellows, getting to know them, and some of these people I've had rivalries with, so never really got to see them. Some of them I hated before I came here, but uh, <laughs> no, they're a good group of guys. I just like hanging out with them. TJ Kane from Canton Galva, uh, thanks for the time. Best luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Sounds like he's working hard. Breathing he's a little breathing. bit heavy. <laughs> yeah. Here is the Kick, and it's caught by Wagon Blast on the fly again from Thunder Ridge. <laughs> and Caleb <laughs> is looking to hit somebody, and he drives the tackler forward a couple of yards, and <laughs> almost like a diving surge to the 34. So Caleb Wagon Blast of Thunder Ridge with the, his, uh, what was it, second return of the day. Got to play football at Friends. He had four sacks last year, 101 tackles for Thunder Ridge. He made it to the state championship game before falling to Axtell, 6-1, 230-pounder. And nice return there to the 34, D2 West in business from the near hash mark from right to left, trailing the D2 East Gold All-Stars 38-6. The West has won the last three meetings, but the East in charge right now. Two receivers to the right, keeping it is Bison. He has nowhere to go, fighting through, really not even fighting through. Unblocked was Jace Gosh of Norwich and drops him for a loss of four. So Dylan Bice has not had much room to run. In fact, four carries, negative 10 yards for Dylan Bice at Thunder Ridge and his twin brother Dalton, also an all-star. That's got to be a special, special thing for their family. Yeah, and, and gosh, I've been uh, noticing several times here in Zarbonecki early, these two defensive ends, and then you got the 280-pound, 270-pound nose guard. That's a good front. 
Connor Schur at linebacker for Osborne, wearing number two, second down 14, a swing pass. It is caught there by Cade Johnson, and Johnson, a nice run. Actually, that is Worth, Carson Worth of Victoria, I beg your pardon, and a nice pickup on the play to the midfield stripe at the 40. And you mentioned Schur, he was in on the tackle along with Wetrick out of St. Paul. So uh, good execution on the play, a nice screen pass, but really good job flowing to the ball by the east. So third down for the D2 West from the far hash. Here is Bice. He keeps it and cuts back, twists and turns his way. Able to pick up four on the play, one of his better runs of the day. And you know, Dylan uh, has had such a good career, all four years a dominant player, uh, and that time uh, runs into that nose guard, Austin Bailey out of Lebo, five foot eleven, two seventy. He uh, has a tendency to stop your forward progress when he gets a hold of you. And the D2 West will call a timeout. That is their last one of this first half as the D2 West is faced with a fourth down and one. Ball resting in East Territory at the 37-and-a-half-yard uh, line. Big thank you to our sponsors here locally, Insurance Smart, Melissa Westbrook, Agent, Central Valley Ag, the Schooler Company Downs, the Brush Group in Downs, Cunningham Telephone and Cable, Garrett State Bank Trust Company, Thompson OK Tire and Beloit, Agco and Beloit, Remus Farms, Chemical and Fertilizer here locally, and nckssports.com. Division one game coming up later this afternoon at 1.30. Our coverage begins at 1 o'clock on the eight-man All-Star Game radio network. Colton Adolph doing our replays and highlights and running our scoreboard on our live video stream. And you see NCK Tech there in the lower corner, our local college here in Beloit. Great place to uh, study and learn what you need to learn and get you out in the real world and make really good money, as we talked about earlier here during the broadcast. And a big thank to Wade Grunwaller running our camera with our live video stream as well. And Dusty Dynas patrolling the sidelines. And Todd Clover, our color analyst today. Here's truly Wade Gershner with you on a fine Saturday afternoon in June, the 38th annual eight-man All-Star Games from Trojan Field in Beloit. D2 West, fourth down and one for them. Bice in the gun. Running back to his right is Johnson. There's movement, but it was all designed to get the D2 East to jump. The problem was Wagon Blast at right guard jumped as well. So now, instead of fourth and one, it's fourth down and six. Well, the idea worked. The only problem is one of the players on the line couldn't stay down in the stance. Yeah, that's just the discipline, and when you haven't, uh, you know, you only had a handful of practices, been out of the game for months, uh, uh, those type of things are going to happen, but those are killers. But, uh, you know, they tried to run on short yardage uh, earlier in the game and got stuffed, so they might be better off trying to get it from six yards and throw the, throw in the football. Fourth down and six. Split to the near side of the field is Cade Johnson. In the slot is Hildebrand from Stafford. Two receivers to the right, including Wagon Blast. Dylan Bice back to throw, and it is incomplete. And there will be oh. pass interference. Detweiler trying to pin Wagon Blast. And Wagon Blast did a great job of getting to the line of, to the first down marker, the line of scrimmage to get the yard of gain to the 35. But, you know, Todd, what he did was he just simply boxed out Detweiler. And that's why he got the penalty. And, and that's why he got the, the penalty. I see a uh, uh, defensive coach over here for uh, the East does not agree with the call. I'm shocked that the coach disagrees with the pass interference call. Uh, did a great job of breaking on the ball uh, and almost gets the interception on the play. Was there contact? Yes, there was. By rule, is that interference? Yes, it was. 15-yard penalty for the defensive pass interference. It's not an automatic first down, but in this case it is a first down because it's a fourth and six. They pick up 15 off the infraction. Twins left, twins right for the D2 West. 
Dylan Bice fires out to Kate Johnson, and there is Davies to wrap him up along with Connor Sheriff Osborne. A loss on the play back to the 30. Loss of three. Luke Davies has been pretty active out of that secondary. Now you're starting to see uh, with a little bit of sustained drives by this West offense, you're seeing Sure and his speed get into the football too. Five minutes to play before halftime. D2 West trailing 38-6. They're moving from right to left. From the near hash mark, receiver right is Neely from Dighton. Bice from Thunder Ridge, the quarterback. He pitches on an option play. He gets destroyed as he pitches it, and there is nothing there for Johnson. A gain of a yard, maybe two, but, man, Gosh came through there and introduced himself to Dylan Bice. Yeah, that eliminates the option right away. Just barely. Bice did a great job of getting rid of it. I'm guessing Dylan is not used to seeing that quick of penetration from a defensive end on the option play. And then all it is is the secondaries just have to come up and make the play. All created, though, by the defensive end. Gosh, great play. Worth in the slot to the far side. Far to the right is Max Neely. Set back to the right hip of Bice is Johnson. Dylan Bice catches, pump fake, it's a pump and go, has a man wide open. Worth makes a catch in the end zone for the touchdown. A 29-yard pass from Bice to Worth, Thunder Ridge to Victoria, and the D2 West down 38-12. And you saw the corner bite on it, thinking uh, I'm going to get the interception. He just about had an interception a couple plays ago, and bites on it, and you can see uh, shaking his head as he's getting back in coverage but uh, wide open, wide receiver on the play. Carson Worth with the touchdown reception. He's going to go to NCK Tech in Hayes next year for college. 38-12 to 12 on a little pump and go, and Bice put it on the money, and Worth was wide open. Pulled the DB on the pump fake. D2 West, twins right, going for two. Bice drops, he throws, and, oh, beautiful pass over the outstretched arm of Detweiler and lobbed it into the basket, which is worth again for the two-point conversion. A beautiful throw by Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge. He was undecided what he's going to do for college, and he made a nice pass there on the two-point try. It's 38-14, D2 East leading the D2 West after the touchdown two-point conversion by the Green All-Stars. Yeah, a nice five-play drive, uh, mixing things up a little bit. And I, I really think maybe the uh, biggest play on that drive was the penalty where they got to throw it instead of run it on fourth. Let's go to Dusty. Quarterback Dylan Bice from Thunder Ridge here uh, on the hitch and go. Is that, what does it take for that play to work and, and to have that kind of success with it? Uh, just a lot of moving parts. You just got to run your out right. You, you found worth on both the touchdown and the two-pointer. What was that experience like with him this week? Did he build that good rapport? Did it feel good out there? Yeah, it felt great. Uh, at the beginning of the week, he was kind of shy and everything, but he came around. We're best friends now. It's a great connection to have with him. What's this experience been like to share with your twin brother, Dalton, and, and, and obviously Caleb and Coach Struckoff as well? Oh, it's been great. It's been great just being with them every day, experiencing this with them, getting to play football with them one last time, especially my Coach Struckoff. He's been great, a great mentor through all four years of high school. Good to have you have some positives on the board. Rest, best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you, sir. And that was Dylan Bice. You know, the coaches, Trevor Powell Buckland's the head coach for the E2 West. He played in this game in 2014 for Kiowa County. Played in the first quarter, had a good game, then had a concussion. He told me I grabbed the wrong team's helmet to go in, and they decided maybe you shouldn't go back in the game. And here's the kickoff taken by Mastry at the three-yard line. Angles back near side. Oh, what a tackle. Special teams coverage by the D2 West. Making the stop is Casey and Anthony of Santana. And the D2 East will have to start at their own six. Terrific coverage by 
Mr. Kaysen Anthony. And going along those lines of the coaches, Joel Struckoff, a Thunder Ridge assistant, he's a 2012 graduate. He was a member of that Thunder Ridge team that won it all in 2011. He played in the Shrine Bowl, so he didn't actually play an eight-man game. He's a long jump state champion, by the way, too. And then Mitch Engelkin, head coach of Stafford, played in the 2012 game. He holds the single-game rushing record for a player of 251 yards. He played in two state championships as a player at BNB. BNB went 50-2. and two. They went to state titles all four years he was there, and they won two state titles. Did Engelkin. He's now assistant. To, uh, he's a head coach at Stafford. As Wagon Blast able to wrap up Maltley on the quarterback keep, no gain on the play. And just to extend upon that, Mitch Engelkin played under Coach Tiernan at Baileyville B&B, and then he was assistant coach under Coach Tiernan at Solomon. Then went to Axtell and worked with Coach Detweiler for a year. Then went to Osborne as an assistant for a year with Steve Tiernan and then became the athletic director head coach of Stafford. They had their first-ever league and district title this year in his first year. They had their second-ever home playoff game and they were the highest-rated offense in the state, 456 yards per game. Pretty good stuff, what Coach Ingram did in his first year. At Stafford has a couple eight-man All-Stars to coach here today as well. There's a timeout on the field. We can tell you about the head coaches of the two East Gold. Keith Wuttrick of St. Paul is a graduate of St. Paul in 1992. He's been a coach for 25 years, head coach 10. He has been in six title games, one as a player, four as an assistant coach, one as a head coach. And Keith Wuttrick, this is his last game as a football coach as he's retiring from the coaching ranks. He played in this all-star game back when it was just one, north-south, back in 1992. Shelby Hoppus is assistant coach for the East from canton Galva. He's been there since 2017, won the D1 title in 2019. Last year, lost in the Division II semis to Axtell, which was like a title game, 36-32. They've been to the state semis for the last five years. And then Matt Hoyer of Hanover. All he's done in 18 years as head coach, wins six state championships, three runners-up, 16 playoff appearances, five straight state title appearances from 14 to 18, and they had three straight perfect seasons did Hanover from 16 to 18 at a 43-game winning streak during that span. Low snap to Maltby. He catches, he throws down the seam and has a man mastery. Mastery stays on his feet, midfield 40. English middle of the field at the 20, the 15, and brought down at the 14-yard line. Maltby to mastery for the big gainer, and it flips the field position. And, you know, you're 60 yard completion. Yeah, 60 yards, and what needed to happen was you needed to stop. Your special teams creates bad field position, and five for five so far by this East offense of scoring touchdowns. Five possessions, and they've scored every time. So this was a chance to get a stop, but that's just a huge play, as you said, flip the field. First down and 10 for the D2 East. Moving to our right towards the west end zone. Maltby is the quarterback from Canton Galva. Hands it off to Barker, who ran into T.J. Kane. Ran right into his back and bounced off of him. And then a good tackle made there by the D2 West is Noah Dibert once again on a stop for the D2 West All-Stars. A gain of a yard for Barker, who has rushed for 72 yards on 10 carries. Maltby's thrown for 180 yards, excuse me, 189 yards and three touchdowns. And Detweiler threw a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage today on a halfback pass. 61-yard missile to Mastry. Mastry has five catches for 135 yards and a touch. Yeah, and 
that pass was just right on the money. I mean, how many times have we said today? And it was good. It wasn't bad coverage at all. It, it took a perfect pass, but that's what he does. He makes perfect passes. Two receivers to the left. The wing back left side is Barker. Empty set. Here's Detweiler. Rolls to the left. Wants the throw being chased. And now he is slung to the turf and into the yardstick on the far sideline. Terrific job by Sawyer Bowman of Hodgman County to wrap him up. He's going to go to Pratt Community College next year for his education. Detweiler, a loss of a yard. And the sack was created by the coverage in that secondary who uh, uh, has been doing a really good job since the first couple series. And nobody to throw to. The quarterback doesn't want to throw an interception. He says we're going to have another opportunity on third down. So he just brings the ball down and takes the sack, gets what he can almost back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, Just a a good job defensively. You've got to get a stop. You've got to slow this offense up somehow. Somebody's got to make a play. Third down and 11 for the D2 East from the 16-yard line. Hand off to Barker. And a little bit of a crease, able to exploit it for a moment, but that daylight closed in a hurry. Gain of three to the 13, and on the stop was Volbrock of Wheatland. And once again, it's that strategy on third and long. You're in great field position, so you know you're going for it on fourth down, so let's get half the yardage so you have a better chance on fourth down. If, if I'm on defense... For the West, I'm going to double-team number 25 here because that's where they're going, Mr. Kane. Tom Barnett of Central Christian comes out as a wide out to the near side of the field, and the slot near side is Mastry. And he goes in motion on fourth down and seven. They fake it to Mastry. Maltby steps up, wants to throw, being pressured, and now just throws it down the middle of the field. He had to get rid of it because he knows it's fourth down, and Wagon Blast was there to blast him again. Maltby gets up a little gingerly. Pretty good stick there by Wagablast. E2 West defense fired up. They get a stop finally, and they're down 38-14 with a minute 54 to go before intermission. And the defense was by Dylan Bice because it was Kane dragging over the middle, and that's uh, who the quarterback's looking for, and he absolutely uh, had no place to throw it to him. It was perfect coverage by Bice on the play, so uh, he just basically threw it away. Mastery's had a big game, as we talked about, all-statewide receiver. Connor Schur playing on defense for Osborne. He's the 24th Osborne Bulldog to be in the All-Star game since Osborne went from 11 to 8-man years ago. First down and 10 for the D2 West. Bice, oh, there's a pancake block. Bice off his back foot, airs it out, far sideline, jump ball, and it's tipped and knocked away at the 35-yard line. Trying to go to Johnson. Good defense by Stetson Setter of Colony Crest. I, I tell you, Eli Wilkinson of Dighton with a pancake block off the edge. That allowed Bice to make that throw. And uh, does that look like a basketball play by Setter on that play out of Colony Crest? Yeah. It's his uh, player of the year in basketball. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. He helps <laughs> to play basketball at the next level in college. And, and we <laughs> later on, well, I forgot which team it is, has a, a whole bunch of 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, six guys that, that almost like their basketball players playing eight-man football later today. You can see the skills in that coverage. No doubt. Twins to the right, second down and ten. Bice just dumps it off to the right flat. It is caught, making a nice move, but then being slung to the turf. Stetson Setter with the tackle as Taylor Anderson in on offense on a little quick, sweet pass, and he catches a short gain. Let's go to Dusty. Caleb Wagonblast from Thunder Ridge with us. Uh, you made some pressure on that fourth down play and, and were able to hit Maltby and force an incompletion. How big was that stop for this team right now as you're getting close to half? Oh, that was huge. They had a big play to come down the field and to get that stop here in this, inside the 10 and keep them out of the end zone, that was huge to keep this game alive. I'm going to let them run one play here and I'll be back with you. Third down and 10. For the D2 West, Bice backpedals, empty backfield, fires, knocked away, almost intercepted, trying to go to Hildebrand and jump in the route. 
for the D2 uh, East was Trey Peters of St. Paul. Nearly came away with a pick six to flex it away. Let's go to Dusty. Caleb Wagonblast again. Uh, you've been all over the field today. You've actually had a couple kick returns, too. What's the experience been like here actually getting on the field and padding up in a game t- in situation one last time? Oh, it's been great. Uh, it's been a feeling that I've missed for a long time since last football season. You know, it's a state championship game. So to come out here and be able to crack the pads one more last time for as a high school athlete, it would be great. Thanks, Caleb. Here's the punt on fourth down and nine. It's a short punt and goes out of bounds sideways to the far side as it was Johnson with the punt. He's going to go into construction here after the for the rest of uh, or after high school, of course, and after eight man games, a little bit of a skirmish. Not really a skirmish, a little altercation there in midfield, but the officials, you know, just break it up. Everything is good, but there is that competitive spirit that we talked about. You see every single year in eight man All Star games. Yeah, it was quarterback versus. 275-pound nose guard. Uh, hmm. We mentioned before the game that Dylan Bice is not your typical quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's physical, and uh, that was uh, just just having a little conversation with uh, Mr. Bailey out of Lebo, who, by the way, uh, when I played quarterback, I didn't argue with 5'11", 270. Whatever they said goes. Yeah. <laughs> so a three and out for the D2 West. They had some momentum there, but quickly extinguished. And now the D2 East, Malby in the pistol with Barker, the deep back. Twins to the right, first and ten with a minute to go before halftime. Maltby from Canton Galva keeps it on the right side on a quarterback sweep, and there's nothing doing. Tomberlin coming through from South Barber. He might be small in stature, but that was a pretty big hit on Maltby. No gain on the play. Well, I think uh, the U.S. Marines is getting a good one because what we're seeing yeah. from him today, uh, uh, he will do a great job for our country. And we appreciate the service that he is about to embark on. Appreciate it. Everyone in their service, whether you, 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 you're here at the eight-man games or listening or watching, if you've served our country, thank you so, so much. Need to be backed off here. We're running out of time. 22 seconds of ticking. Both teams out of timeout. Second down and 10. Trips left. One receiver to the right. Malpe has some time. He fires deep down the middle of the field and nobody home incomplete as the ball lands at the six. The closest person to the ball was Taylor Anderson of Victoria, and he plays DB for the West. You know, Wade, we talked about early in the ball game, uh, getting those guys deep and the seam patterns and stuff, and they were running free, and they were running past. I think these kids are tired. They mentioned the conditioning. There wasn't anybody uh, busting it on that pattern to get open. A little fatigue setting in there, and a quarterback sitting there like, uh, anybody going to get open? And a much better job by the secondary. And with only a few seconds to go in the half, you should be backed off, keeping it in front of you. 38-14, D2 East with the lead. They have the ball from the near hash at their own 38, moving left to right. 12 seconds to play before intermission. No timeouts. Maltby airs it out deep on the near sideline for Davies. Overthrows him by a couple of yards. Tomberlin with the coverage. Also coming over the help was Dylan Bice. And it's fourth down and 10 with seven seconds to play before halftime. And Tomberlin does a good job of uh, creating maybe just a slight little bit of con- uh, contact. Uh, it wasn't pass interference. Ball's not in the air. And that throws the receiver's stride off just a little bit. And you're like, okay, how come the pass wasn't accurate? Well, I think it's a couple things. One, you break the stride of the receiver. But second, I think also think that the receivers are a little fatigued and maybe not running with the same speed that they did earlier in the ballgame. Well, it's been a while since they've played football. Yes. <laughs> been quite some time. It'd be November for some that went deep into the playoffs. Fourth down and ten for the D2 East. And we have a penalty marker on the play. Is it a delay a game? Yes, it was. So the D2 East Gold All-Stars, that is their eighth penalty of the game. Four of them, I think, are kickoffs out of bounds. 
until you think, man, that's way too many penalties. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's the kickoffs out of bounds that's creating the penalties. Sometimes stats uh, tell a whole story. A little sometimes misleading. They don't. Yeah, sometimes they're misleading. Absolutely. <laughs> the D2 West with three penalties in the game. We've had a pass interference unsportsmanlike on the D2 East and a hold. The others have been either kickoffs out of bounds or false starts. Fourth and 15 after that penalty on the delay of game. Here is Maltby, rolls right. He steps, he fires as far as he can throw it, and it is knocked away by Mastery. It had to become a DB. It had been picked off by Dylan Bice at the 10-yard line. That brings us to halftime. The D2 East able to jump out to a 30 to nothing lead. They lead at halftime 38-14. When we return, we will have our halftime show. We'll be joined by the director of Mitchell County Convention Tourism, Lucille Heller. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the eight-man All-Star Game Radio Network. Remus Farms LLC in Concord City is a proud supporter of the area athletes in this year's Kansas 8-Man All-Star Games. They want to congratulate all of the players on a great career. Remus Farms Chemical and Fertilizer, your wholesale fertilizer dealer in Kansas, wishing the best to all the young men playing in today's games, and they give a special shout-out to all the athletes from North Central Kansas. Good luck, All-Stars, from Remus Farms LLC in Concord City. For the latest news, standings, and schedules for your favorite high school teams, visit nckssports.com, your home on the web for high school sports involving the North Central Activities Association, Northern Plains League, plus Smith Center and Concordia. Visit nckssports.com today. A big thanks to our sponsors, Thompson OK Tire in Beloit, Mankato Professional Pharmacy, SNS Drug and Home Health, Brush Art Corporation, and The Brush Group, Cunningham Telephone and Cable, and by Farm Bureau Financial Services, Todd Clover Sales Associate. Insurance Smart supports the youth of the area and all their academic and athletic endeavors. Insurance Smart is locally owned and operated and here to help you understand your insurance needs. With five locations to serve you, stop in and let us help you make the most of your auto, home, business, farm, crop, life, Medicare supplement, or long-term care insurance needs. Maximize your premium dollars to get the best coverage. Let one of our agents help you be sure that you are covered for all the perils life can throw at you. See Darren McDowell, Tiffany Ritzke, Kim Campbell, Melissa Westbrook, and Ethan Coleman today at Phillipsburg, Kensington, Smith Center, Lucas, and Larray to start Saving today. An excellent, fulfilling career awaits you at Central Valley Ag Cooperative. Join energetic, committed people like Jose Flores, CVA location manager in Clay Center, Kansas. He originally hired on as harvest help, stayed on, learned, and advanced to management. It's family, the producers, your coworkers, and when you're surrounded by family, the hours you put in are worth it. Central Valley Ag, with over 60 locations in Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Check out all the opportunities at cvacoop.com. I want to thank Katie Country 94 and the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network for giving Mitchell County Tourism a few minutes to do an update on what's happening in our communities in North Central Kansas and invite you to join us when you can. We're excited to have everyone share our Blue Waters, the Wakanda Lake and Solomon River, and our scenic rolling hills, Blue Hills of North Central Kansas. Along State Highway 24, the north and south forks of the Solomon River flow together, forming Wakanda Lake, the third largest lake in the state. Thousands of people have enjoyed our camping, fishing, boating, and hunting at Glen Elder State Park each year. We've already had one event with a concert and food on Memorial Weekend and have plans for the big annual Lake Fest event with the beer garden, food trucks, 
and opening at noon and chamber fireworks at dark on Saturday night. This year, instead of dueling pianos, we'll have DJ Bridwell concert in the evening, sponsored by Mars Off Trucking. For more details, follow the State Park or Wakanda Cultural Association Facebook pages. Also inside the park, the Wakanda Cultural Association has updated the Wakanda Visitor and Education Center with the history of the Wakanda Mineral Springs and more displays. New signage and stories about the Mineral Springs can be found at another location in the park by walking the short hike to the restored Wakanda Springs replica. Or you could try out the Kansas Playground or Archery Range near the park office and the fully stocked marina. Weddings have also taken place in our state park at the Open Air Limestone Amphitheater. Or take a look at The Barn, a new event center located across Highway 24, north of the park office. On a different note, for our bird watchers, last year there were over 150 sightings of our national bald eagle in and around the Wakanda Lake. In season, our white-tailed deer, turkeys, and ring-neck pheasants are well-known throughout the country. Find all of our lodges, hotels, RV parks, and recreational services on the tourism website at visitmcks.com. The hub of business activity in our area is Beloit, just one of our three cities located on Highway 24. There, the Chautauqua Park offers our visitors a variety of choices with the new water park, frisbee golf, RV parking, shelter houses, and playgrounds in summertime. Two trails are now located in Beloit, the new Solomon River Trail and the North Campus Trail. In the winter, the Isle of Lights, with over 240 displays, is visited by thousands of people yearly. There are even horse-drawn wagon rides on special weekends. The newest festival in Beloit is the Millapalooza, located all along Mill Street. Join in the fun runs, car show, flea market, wine tasting, or street dance a full day of activities on Saturday, September 30th. If you're interested in history, the Little Red Schoolhouse is open by appointment in the Roadside Park on Highway 24. Of course, we also have our native limestone buildings unique to post-rock country. Take a look at the Purdue House, St. John's Church, Mitchell County Courthouse, and even Trojan Stadium where the eight-man games are hosted. For more limestone history, pick up a walking tour brochure for downtown at one of the stops, the Kettle or S&S Drugstore. For a scenic view of our rolling pasture land, be sure to drive south of Cocker City, across the causeway facing the Blue Hills of Mitchell County, traveling to Tipton or Hunter. Each small town has a cafe with delicious homemade items as your destination. Our newest biking trail is located at Tipton, Tipton Woods, named for its location, rolling over and around shaded creek banks. When you're looking for a place to stay, a tasty cafe in a small town, or a meeting room for your family reunion or business anywhere in our county, the easiest way to locate the right place and town is on the website I gave you. Visit mcks.com. If you are familiar with Cocker City, you might be saying, but what about the largest ball of twine? I've discovered that it's already world famous with 50 to 100 visitors each day of the summer, and they do come from all around the world. But it's still a fun stop in Cocker City and wind some new twine on the ball or read the history of the Stober family who started the ball on their farm. 
and stop at the new gift shop up the street, Igor's Auditorium and Monster Museum. For another photo op on Highway 24, stop by the shady Glen Elder City Park and pose with the Statue of Liberty or the Peace Pole that are located there. But I also know that some of you are golfers. Cocker City, as well as Tipton and Beloit, are also known for their beautiful golf courses. Cocker City's pristine nine-hole golf course is located directly alongside the lake for a great view, whether you win or you lose. So we do hope you'll discover our blue hills and blue waters as you take a drive in north-central Kansas. We'd love to have you. The Schooler Company in Downs can handle your grain in a timely fashion and tailors risk management solutions for their customers by buying, selling, storing, and transporting grain and ingredients for use in feed, food, and renewable fuel markets worldwide. Call them with any questions you may have at 454-3513. The Schooler Company in Downs, wishing all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants best of luck in today's games. The Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas would like to wish all of the eight-man All-Star Game participants the best luck in today's games in Beloit. And they're proud to support all area athletes and athletic programs. At Brush Art Corporation, they pride themselves on long-term personalized customer relationships with a variety of companies. Where do great brands turn to find solutions at work? Brush Art Corporation of Downs, Kansas. Proud to be a sponsor of today's eight-man All-Star Games. What's all the excitement about? Switch to TV now and get two free Amazon Fire Sticks. Watch your favorite shows anywhere you're connected to Cunningham Telephone and Cable. On TV, on your mobile device, or tablet. Get whole home worry-free Wi-Fi, 100 DVR hours, restart TV, replay TV, and two streams of expanded TV now. Want to know more? Call your local Cunningham Telephone and Cable office in Beloit, Belleville, Concordia, and Glen Elder for details. Connect with us. Continuing to grow to meet your needs, the Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company, with 100 years under our belt, the Guarantee offers the convenient banking tools you need today. Digital banking services with the Guarantee on the go, along with the traditional banking services from the Guarantee staff you know and trust. Visit GuaranteeState.com or see us in person at any of our nine locations in North Central Kansas. Member FDIC, the Guarantee, your community bank. There you go. And welcome back to Trojan Field in Beloit here during our halftime show as the D2 All-Star Game. We are at intermission, and the D2 East in control with a 38-14 halftime lead. Can I have the scoring summary? Thank you. The game started. First offensive play from scrimmage, it was Isaac Detweiler of Axtell who went in motion as a wide receiver and ended up being in the backfield. It was a toss to the quarterback, Maltby, of Canton Galva to Detweiler. Detweiler then threw it deep down the field. Wide open was Cason Mastry for a 61-yard touchdown. First play from scrimmage goes 61 yards. Two-point conversion failed. It was 6 nothing. D2 East with the lead. After a D2 West punt, the D2 East would go on an eight-play drive. It was Maltby to Barker on the deflected pass. A 31-yard touchdown reception for Holden Barker of Lebo. 
after the pass is behind its end target. Mastery off a defender and into the air. Caught for the touchdown. Malty, the two-point conversion, made 14 to nothing. D2 West would score again on next drive. It was just one play. Started the midfield strap at the 40. It was Maltby to Luke Davies on a seam pattern. Perfect pass to Davies right in the breadbasket. He ran in the final 20 yards. Maltby, the mastery, two-point conversion, made 22 to nothing. D2 uh, East would score again on a four-play 37-yard drive. It was Detler, Detweiler with the short TD run, and then it was Hayden Barker with the two-point conversion, uh, excuse me, Holden Barker with the two-point conversion run. That made it 30 to nothing, and then the D2 West would get on the board for the first time, a three-play 33-yard drive. It was Dylan Gantz to Kate Johnson on a crazy, another immaculate reception, as we talked about, on a crazy deflection off a defender. Caught on the far sideline by Kate Johnson of Wallace County on the pass from Gantz to Stafford, 33 yards. That put D2 West on the board at 30-6. D2 Easton would go on a 15-play, 65-yard drive. It was Maltby to his teammate for Kenton Galba, T.J. Kane, on a fourth down and five play, fourth and goal at the five. Five-yard pass. And then it was uh, Barker with a two-point conversion, made it 38-6. to And the key play on that drive was a 60-yard pass from Maltby to Mastery. And that really flipped the ends of the field. And then uh, five-play, 46-yard drive for the D2 West as a 29-yard pass from Dylan Bice to uh, Carson Worth, two-point conversion for Bice to Worth, made it 38-14, to and that's where we stand right now at halftime. 38-14, the D2 East All-Stars with the lead. Individual statistics in the first half, these are unofficial. Running the football for the D2 East gold, Isaac Detweiler, Axtell, three carries for 11 yards, Garrett Malty, quarterback for Kenton Galva, five carries for five yards, and Holden Barker of... Colony Crest with 11 carries for 75 yards. Garrett Maltby throwing the football in that first half was 9 of 16 for 189 yards and three touchdown passes. Isaac Detweiler, one for one, throwing the ball for 61 yards on that touchdown to start the game. Mastry is the wide receiver of choice. He is from Canton Galba, all-state receiver. Five catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown. Also a 60-yard pass play to set up a score. Holden Barker of Colony Crest, two catches of 34 yards, including a deflected pass for a touchdown. T.J. Kane of Canton Galva, three catches, 44 yards, including a five-yard catch on that fourth and goal for a touchdown. And Luke Davies of Lebo, he had a 40-yard touchdown reception in that first half. For the D2 West Green, not much going offensively, especially on the ground. Max Neely of Dighton, two carries for seven yards. Kay Johnson, Wallace County, one carry for one. Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge, five carries, negative six. Dylan Gans of Stafford, two carries for one yard. Throwing the football, Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge was six of seven for 49 yards, including a 29-yard touchdown pass to Carson Worth. Dylan Gans of Stafford is two of four for 41 yards, including that 33-yard touchdown pass on deflection to Kay Johnson. Johnson, two catches for 30 yards total. Max Neely, one catch for three. Carson Worth of Victoria, three catches, 49 yards and a touchdown. Josh Hildebrand, of Stafford, one catch for eight yards, and Taylor Anderson, uh, Victoria, one catch for no yards. Total yardage in the first half, the D2 East with 341 yards, D2 West just 93. Passing yardage, D2 East 250, D2 West 90. Rushing yardage, D2 East 91, D2 West 3. Penalties, 3 for 15 for the D2 West. 
D2 East, 8 for 55. 38-14 to score D2 East with the lead. No turnovers in that first half. Let's go on to the field to Dusty Dynas. Yeah, we're joined by Shelby Hoppus from Canton Galva High School. You're running the offense today. It's a good way to start. Uh, 38-14 lead at halftime. Just really right out of the gates got things going. I'm sure it helps having Garrett Maltby, your, your quarterback there, and then T.J. Kane and, and also uh, Case and Mastery. Guys that know your offense to execute yeah. it, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that makes a week a little easier, you know, when you got three guys that you can lean on and trust um, and can help you teach, too, throughout the week. So, yeah, we got installed really quickly. It took us two or three practices, and we were fully installed offensively. Uh, we put in the trick play to start the game, and think about trick plays, they're either really good or really bad, and, and we had a really good one. So, you know, got that momentum started for us and took off from there. It doesn't hurt to have a toy like Isaac Detweiler for that trick play, does it? No, not at all, especially when that's a play that they run quite often in their scheme, uh, so he knew exactly what to do and uh, did it really well. You're not in charge of kickoff, are you? No, and that's something, obviously, we should have practiced more. <laughs> we didn't spend a lot of time on kickoff, and uh, it shows. Just how to feel overall about the way the week's gone and, and the way these kids have performed today? It's awesome. You know, you get groups of kids together that uh, are usual rivals on a Friday night, and they don't like each other a whole lot on a Friday night and you watch them come together, and within a day or two, they're all mingling, they're all, you know, socializing, having a good time, and it's, it's a great week. It's a great week for, for me as a coach to get to do this during the summer and coach a little football, and, and then when you have seniors like, like we did this year, and I got a group of three down here, I'm fortunate to be able to coach those guys one more time. Shelby Hoppus, King Galbo, an assistant coach for the D2 East. Thanks. We always enjoy your time, Coach, and, and best of luck the second half. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Todd, uh, pretty impressive performance by the D2 East so far. Well, yeah, and you know, defensively, uh, I talked a little bit about uh, the West really settled in a little bit after the first quarter because, uh, you know, the first five possessions resulted in, uh, uh, you might call easy touchdowns for the East, but got to give credit to the coaches and especially the secondary for adjusting for this, uh, uh, you know, really amazing passing attack. Uh, and, and you got uh, quarterback and two receivers that, uh, uh, you know, from Canton Galva that have just dominated eight-man football. So uh, it's an all-star setting, but you have those guys that are used to playing with each other, and it's this passing attack that has been hard to stop. But uh, uh, I, I credit uh, the, the West secondary, especially Tomberlin out of uh, South Barber, with just some great coverage and some adjustments on uh, taking some of the deep routes away, and, and that has slowed down uh, the offense a little bit. Let's go to the sidelines and Dusty. Joel Struckoff with us now, a D2 West assistant coach, head coach of the Thunder Ridge Longhorns. A tough start for you, Coach, but as you kind of look at this team and, and the way they've kind of reacted to some early adversity, you did have some things go your way. What were your thoughts on that first half? There? Uh, thoughts on the first half were, you know, we just had to get into the rhythm. Uh, had some situations where we don't compl- or don't uh, get a fourth and one there. Uh, had a false start. Just a lot of little small things went wrong for us there that first half, and then we ended the first half, you know, with a a long touchdown throw there. I think we're going to get things figured out here this second half. It's just us meshing, getting into our rhythm, and just figuring things out just a little better here. You got to see Dylan do a lot of that during his career, and what was it like to see him do that in an all-star game to have the big play and, and really get some momentum for you? You know, we were just super thankful to finally get a, a play that we got some yards on it. Um, and just this second half, we're just looking for some more of that. This experience for you, like we talked about earlier this week, you were in the Shrine Bowl, but you didn't get to play in the eight-man all-star game. But to have three of your guys here and actually be a coach and experience it, what's it like been, been like for you here this week? You know, just super thankful to be around a bunch of all-stars, a bunch of really good kids. That's one thing I can say about the West Side. These are really good kids, uh, really respectful, worked extremely hard, um, and I'm just super thankful. 
Joel Struckoff from Thunder Ridge, 8-man Division Two. Thanks for the time, Coach. Thank you, thank you. All right, thank you very much, Dusty. And Wade Gerster, Todd Clover, Dusty Dinos with you, Colton Adoff, and Wade Grovall are helping with our live video stream, 8manallstars.com. You know, the D2 East was up 30 to nothing, and it could have absolutely just steamrolled out of control. We could have been looking at, you know, 50 to nothing at halftime. You have to give a lot of credit to D2 West for battling back, and that's the pride, and that's also the competitive nature that you're going to see from all these All-Stars, whether they're ahead or behind. And that's the adjustments I was talking about uh, just a little bit ago, that they've, they've done a better job. And, and the game changed. There was eight and a half possessions for these teams in the first quarter. There was just lots of things going on, and it really slowed down, and I think that helped the West. Really, both teams only had a couple possessions in uh, in that second quarter, and that's more the style that the West needs. You know, you got the – basically, it's the high-flying offense of the East with the passing game with the West – that, uh, yeah, they got the one big play on fourth down, but they need the game slowed down a little bit, make it special teams have created some uh, field position for them. And, uh, you know, if they can create some turnovers and uh, uh, get it, get the score to start this second half, then you can have a ball game. But uh, if they can't go down and score here, you know, to get it back within a couple scores, then it's going to be a long second half for this West team. Well, we have seen big comebacks happen before in eight-man football. There was one in a state title game a few years back that was 36 nothing turned into a 66-36 final, if I remember that correctly. So even in a state championship game, we've seen an amazing comeback. So it doesn't mean it can't happen in an eight-man all-star game either. Here is the kick. is squibbed and goes all the way to the back line at the five. And on the return for the D2 West, this is Johnson. And he is taken down by the shoulder pads by Davies of Lebo. And Coach Welchick was talking about Davies, and he's an outstanding athlete, uh, is Davies at 6'2", 170, 226 tackles in his career, 31 touchdowns in his high school career as well. So first and 10 for the D2 West, they'll start at their 15. Good coverage, just really nothing opened up there with the blocking, and, and that's the uh, bad field position that you really didn't want here if uh, you're a fan of the West. One of the things that would help the D2 West is to have a big strike play Something quick. We saw the D2 East have an eight-second and nine-second drive in the first half. Gantz, the quarterback from Stafford, rolls to the far side of the field and is upended at the 20. Hit applied there by Gosh of Norwich. Also there was Connor Schur of Osborne. His brother Mason was in this game a year ago. A gain of four on the play for Dylan Gantz. And Sutter in there, too. So you mentioned two guys, I mentioned a guy, and that's just how you play defense. You get everybody flowing to the football, and uh, Sutter I'm really impressed with. Uh, uh, when I see he was basketball player of the year, uh, I was excited to see him play football, see his skills. D2 West with the ball moving left to right from east to west in the green jerseys with the gold numerals outlined in the white trim. Gantz gets away from Zarbernicki and now just throws it away to the near side of the field in the D2 East bench area at the uh, 39. And it's the pressure on the quarterback. Really no chance for Gantz on the play to find a receiver. There's good coverage, but he's running for his life back there. Uh, and really pushed out of the pocket immediately, and you had Zabernicki. And this is the way Zabernicki started the first half with uh, dominating, uh, stopping the run, and getting after the quarterback. So third down and six for the D2 West at their own 19. Two receivers to the near side of the field. That is Max Neely, along with Carson Worth. Victoria had a touchdown catch in the first half. Gantz throws incomplete, trying to go to Hildebrand of Stafford on a short out. 
And even if he catches that, he would have had to make a turn and make a move to get by sure to get a first down. Brings up fourth down and seven for the D2 West. And will they go for it or will they punt? You would think they go for it, even though they're at their own 19, but they trail 38-14. Well, you'd think you, you go for it, but uh, the last time you punted, it went like eight yards. Which means go for it. That Which means go for it. And <laughs> the score kind of dictates that. But if you don't make it. Yep. So they're going to punt. Here is Johnson. He catches it. The return is on. Line drive punt. It is caught at the 26 by Detweiler. Fakes left, goes right, far side of the field, cuts back in midfield to 40, the 35, and chopped down at the 30. Great open field tackle by Worth, or Detweiler might still be running. Return of 25, uh, the ever-dangerous Isaac Detweiler, who, you know, he's had some op- he has some options to play football at the next level, but he's going to, sounds like, be close to home and, and farm and ranch and whatever else he, he would like to do. He's undecided, I guess, officially in regards to college, but um, he's a tremendous player. He played wide receiver his freshman year for Axtell, and they had a great year. And then he was a quarterback and a three-time All-State performer. Kaiser Wattrick out of St. Paul with the awesome block if you heard the ooh and an on from the crowd. So first and ten for the D2 East at the 29-and-a-half. Maltby hands it off to Barker, bounces off one tackle, stiff arms a second, gets around the corner near the sideline, stays on his feet, stays on his feet again. No, he stepped out, just barely stepped out. At the 14, what a run by Barker. A pickup of 15 on the play. Holden Barker from Colony Crest showing us all of the tools in his tool bench. Well, what's going to happen is uh, you saw a majority of this first half, this West defense on the field. And this is what happens when players get tired. And it really compounds the problem defensively when you have to tackle someone that runs the ball like this. Just such a physical runner, and if you're going to tackle him high, you're going to be in trouble. Barker's impressive. Yes, he is. First and 10 from the 14 for the D2 East. Maltby fires over the middle, and it is incomplete. That one came out funny out of his hand. He was trying to go to mastery. Coverage by the D2 West in the form of Taylor Anderson of Victoria. Maltby throwing the football so far today is 9 of 17 for 189 yards, three touchdown passes. Isaac Detweiler is one for one throwing the football, 61-yard touchdown pass on a halfback pass play, trick play to start the game for the D2 East. They lead 38-14 with 10.40 to go in the third quarter. That was good coverage again in the secondary by the West. So second down and 10 at the 15, moving to our left. Marquis of Pike Valley is the left guard, hold the center from Frankfurt. And the right guard is Jermark from St. John's as Jermark leading the way. Maltby finds a crease, and he exploits it into the end zone for the touchdown. From 15 yards out, Garrett Maltby of Canton Galva with the rushing touchdown and the D2 East up by 30. And really, uh, you, you saw the formation with everybody out there split out to the right side, and then you pull the guard and gets out in front and gets the seal block, so uh, really untouched. That's just schemed really well and uh, really outmanned the defense at the corner. Cooper Jermark with a nice block to the outside from his right guard position. Helped pave the way for Maltby. He did the rest. Scores from 15 yards out. They go for two. Maltby hands it off to Barker. He bounces off of one defender. He continues to chug, and he tries to search for the two-point conversion. He fumbled it, but it was recovered in the end zone by Mastery, so the two-point conversion is good. 46-14, the D2 East 
extends their lead after the West had a little bit, maybe a sliver of hope there coming into the third quarter. And that's just fighting how many tackles should have, should have been stopped multiple times, kept fighting, kept fighting, and that's just a smart play as a running back. You could see him reaching the ball out and trying to get the score. He doesn't. The ball comes out. Who cares if it comes out? Let's go to the sideline and Dusty. Yeah, Cooper Jermark, who set the lead block there for Maltby on that touchdown. What's your read on that play, and, and how did it feel to, to be able to help him get in? Well, everyone crashes down, and I'm just the pole guard. Whoever I see, just blow them up and just let that running back or that quarterback go in. From St. John's Tipton, you grew up right here in Beloit, so obviously this is a special experience for you. What's it been like this week to actually get out here and do it and now on game day be a part of this? Well, this is just a blast, just being here in general. But I think the real thing is driving home, that two-minute drive, it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Two-minute drive, absolutely. Just overall, how's your experience been? And then just today with this group of guys, how how, how much talent is there on this team? Obviously, you're out to a 46-14 lead. You're a very good team. Well, yeah, there's just too much talent to handle, I guess. (laughs) But uh, we have incredible guys right here. Just they're all great. We what we set on is we got to trust in ourselves and just play as a team together. Cooper Jermark from St. John's Tipton. Thanks for the time, man. Thank you. Here's a kickoff by Gosh, and he keeps it in play. Returned by Neely of Dighton from his five, and a great open field tackle applied there by Zabernicki from Hanover. Neely dropped at the 14. That's where the D2 West will begin. And Cooper Jermark this year for St. John's Tipton, 130 tackles this past season, 25 for loss. He had 44 tackles for loss in his career, over 400 tackles during his four-year tenure there at St. John's Tipton. So Cooper with a nice lead block leading the way there for Maltby to help the East extend their lead to 46-14 to with 10.27 to go in the third quarter. Eight-man all-star games here for Trojan Field and Beloit. This is the Division Two game, Division One game at 1.30. Back to throw is Gantz. On an out to Worth, and Worth fighting for extra yardage, gets to the 20, a gain of six. Isaac Detwater comes up from the secondary, obviously out of Axdale, and uh, and makes the play. So uh, it was a pretty good pass rush, but there was a pocket created by the offensive line, and quarterback steps up, makes an accurate throw, good start to the drive by the West. So second down and four for the D2 West. Moving left to right, the green jerseys, gold numerals outlined in the white with the white west across the front of the jersey. Quick throw into the right flat, and it is Neely with a first down. Just a short little two, three-yard pass. Neely made something very positive out of that play and a pickup of about 12. Yeah, you had some missed tackles there, and Neely out of Dighton uh, uh, creates a, a much better field position for the West offensively, and and I, I was just going to make a, a comment about the open field tackles, how good it's been on kickoff coverage, but now defensively we're starting to see some missed tackles. Which we see almost every year in eight-man games. You know, we get later into the contest because it's a little warmer. It is muggy out there after the rain yesterday. Here's a toss play to Worth, and Zarbernicki is there to gobble him up and spit him out. Nice pursuit by Zarbernicki. From his linebacker position. By the way, Darbernicki does not miss tackles. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's a DN slash linebacker. A lot of these DNs line and these DNs are in essence, you know, outside linebackers. They could play coverage if they need to. They can just put their you know, just pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. That time Zarbernicki was able to wrap him up for a loss of a couple. And he made the form tackle on the kickoff coverage. So a loss of a couple on the play. Second down and twelve. Gantz back to throw, 
over the middle and off the hands. He was early. And, and there will be pass interference called here on Trey Peters of St. Paul. He doesn't agree, neither do the D2 East All-Star fans. As they're trying to go to Kate Johnson, it was a bang-bang play and nearly hauled in, but they do call the interference. Great coverage just a little bit early on the play. Uh, uh, he was running right at us from the other side, and you could see uh, he already goes into the tackling motion and creates contact for the balls there. And, you know, uh, if you're coaching defensively, you can't complain about getting there a half second early. That means you have really, really good coverage on the play. Uh, the timing just wasn't quite uh, right defensively uh, just a hair early, but you have to do that. Uh, sometimes you might be a little early, but uh, uh, make, the, make the official have to make the call. First and 10 at the 28 for the D2 West on the far hash mark. Moving to our right. Here comes the blitz and nowhere to go for Gantz. Coming in is Austin Bailey of Lebo. Zarbanicki off the edge. Also there was Kaiser Wattrick of St. Paul. There is no chance for Gantz. He loses four on the play. Well, they came. You're seeing lots of passing going on now. So you have a linebacker blitz out of Wattrick on the play out of St. Paul. And he's the one that uh, blew up the play. And then everybody else just makes the tackle. But uh, that, was, uh, that was a blitz because you're seeing lots of passes. So you brought the, the linebacker. Two receivers to the near side of the field. Eli Wilkinson is the right guard from Dighton. The left guard, Casey Nancy of Santana. Here's a short pass to the near flat to Neely. Picks up the yardage that was lost in the previous play. A gain of a four. Neely from Dighton. We mentioned three-time 1A state pole vault champion. He's going to take his pole vault exploits to Emporia State for track and field next season. By the way, the center is from Mineola on the offensive line for the D2 West, Ryan Renner. I want to mention those guys on trenches. Sometimes they're overlooked, whether it's a regular season game or an all-star game. And you saw the rodeo guy going to Oklahoma A&M, Wattrick, with the uh, flying his body around just like he would be a cowboy. He's a calf roper, and he's able to lasso the offensive players when he plays on defense, no question. Pump fake, Gantz, high lob pass to the end zone, incomplete. Detweiler was all over that pass attempt. Good coverage on Taylor Anderson of Victoria. It was a good initial coverage. Luke Davies gets a jam on the would-be receiver on the play, who was Anderson, and then you have Detweiler picking him up. That's just textbook secondary coverage. You, you disrupt the play with the early contact, and then you have good coverage by your safety on the play. So uh, you cannot have better execution with your coverage in the secondary. Brings up fourth down and nine. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. That defense out there, Austin Bailey at nose guard for Lebo, Jay Skosh of Norwich at D-end, Josh Cybernicki of Hanover at D-end. Here comes the blitz from the linebacker. The throw up in the air and almost caught far sideline the end zone. That was a loft ball. That was like a pitching wedge on the golf course by Gantz, and it nearly was hauled in on the far side there by Kate Johnson of Wallace Springs. Uh, well, I should say Wallace County, Sharon Springs. But uh, gave the receiver a bit of a chance there. There was a little bit of pressure coming up the middle on Gantz as Kaiser uh, Wetrick and Trey Peters. I think it was actually Trey Peters that was coming in on a blitz. So it brings up third down. Actually, that was a fourth down play. So first down and 10 for the D2 East. He threw it about the only place because of the coverage that it could, could be completed. The receiver just could not quite bring it in. Uh, good coverage once again. You had the blitz by the linebacker that uh, made the quarterback get rid of it a little early. And he didn't go ahead and hit the quarterback. He let up because he didn't want to get the personal foul to, to keep the drive alive. Tom Barnett, wide receiver, far right for Central Christian, for much Central Christian. Malpe fakes right. Now he steps in the pocket. He throws wide open on a slipping out. 
is a tight end Kane, and short-arming in the pass was Maltby. He has his hands on his head going, are you kidding me? I was so wide open to his teammate. They had the defense fold. Kane leaked out from his tight end position, was wide open, but the pass was short. There is a flag on the play. It wouldn't have counted anyway. Offensive holding. Well, it was really slow developing play, and there was no pass rush. Maybe there was no pass rush because guys were getting held <laughs> on the play. And then uh, uh, you're right. Uh, then eventually Kane does uh, leak out, and he's uncovered. And he's not the guy you want to leave uncovered because it was he came out late, so people were flowing to different areas of the field in their coverage because Kane was initially blocking on the play, and he was wide open. It was going to be a huge play. So first and 20 for the D2 East. From their own 17-yard line, leading 46-14 to 14 in the D2 eight-man all-star game here at Trojan Field in Beloit. Dan at quarterback, on a keeper, has room to the outside, tight ropes the sideline, and just did step out at the 33, a gain of 16, and now a late flag coming in after the play, and it might be on the D2 West based on how the D2 East is reacting and maybe a little bit of frustration over on the far side. After the play, so somebody's frustrated, thought they got held, or is the coaching staff. It's the unsportsmanlike. Uh, we don't know for sure who yeah, it was on. Somebody said something because there, no, there was no action between the players, but somebody said something. Uh, it, it was uh, getting to the outside easy for the quarterback for Detweiler because of Kane's block, probably frustrated because they, he didn't get that last pass that was underthrown. Makes a really good block. And you can see kind of the difference with Detweiler at the quarterback. Uh, adds a little bit maybe more to the run game mm-hmm. uh, and obviously can throw the ball also. So uh, that's going to create even more issues for this uh, uh, West defense, This all this talent you see out of the East. So from the East 32-yard line, excuse me, the West 32, the East has the football. Detweiler is the quarterback from Axtell, two-time defending state champion. Runs option, pitches it late, throws it, pitches it behind Connor Schur, and it's off his hands. And recovered by the D2 West, the first turnover of the ball game. The recovery made there by Sawyer Bowman of Hodgman County. Good job on the option. Take the quarterback out. He pitches it late. It's behind. And then Sawyer Bowman out of Hodgman County with a really good recovery because if he does not do a good job of executing how you uh, secure a fumble, uh, the ball was going to go out of bounds. But that's how you uh, attack the ball laying on the ground. And instead of trying to pick it up, uh, that's how you uh, get the turnover. So D2 West with the football first and 10 from the near hash mark at the D2 East 30 six-yard line. D2 West in the green unis. Bice fakes the option, keeps it himself, going Bice up Thunder Ridge and the Longhorn. Able to burst free out of the pack. He's at the 15 and down inside the 10 to the 8-yard line. A 28-yard pickup for Dylan Bice. It looked like he was stopped and just like a Longhorn, he batters his way down the field for a 28-yard pickup. More missed tackles, multiple, multiple missed tackles, and we have such physical runners in this ball game. You're going to have to wrap up, and uh, he did show the speed in the secondary to uh, prevent the touchdown. But yeah, missed tackles. That's by far the best run of the day for the D2 West. 28-yard pickup for Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge. Twins to the right. Bice is the quarterback. Gantz is the quarterback on the last possession of the D2 West. Bice keeps it, lowers his shoulder to the 11. Wattrick, linebacker, with the tackle. Beg your pardon, it's the 6, not the 11. So gain on the play of 2 for Bice. The D2 West just has not been able to get that running game going, but Bice with that nice run of 28 yards puts him in 
position to score here, trailing 46-14, to 14, under 7 to play in the third quarter. D2 West with a second down and goal at the 6. And, and there's been some fourth downs where they just haven't been able to convert, which has stopped some drives. So Dylan Bice, empty backfield. Bunch set, trips to the near side of the field for the D2 West. Bice backpedals, has some time, plenty of time. Throws wide open in the end zone for the touchdown is Max Neely of Dighton. And the D2 West on the board here in the third quarter on the six-yard touchdown connection between Bice and Neely. And credit that to that offensive line. There's absolutely no pass rush on the play, and you can see Bice tapping the ball, tapping the ball, moving his feet, looking for somebody to come open, and not only come open, there was nobody on that side of the field with him. So Dylan Bice of Thunder Ridge finding Neely of Dighton for the touchdown on the second goal from the six. Bunch of trio receivers near side again. Empty backfield, same formation as last play. Bice rolls right. Now he lobs it back across the field, wide open again. Exact same play, just, we just a little see that? bit different. <laughs> and Neely catches it for the two-point conversion. They should run out every play until they figure it out. 46-22, D. West with the touchdown and the two-point conversion, both times on connections from Dylan Bice to Max Neely. 46-22, D. 2 East with the lead. And we'll have the kickoff here coming up in a moment. 6.34 to go in the third quarter. Well, that's what turnovers do. They kind of uh, change the momentum, and that is really the key to eight-man football is the easiest way to get stops because it's so hard and there's lots of points in eight-man football. Turnovers is usually the best way. So uh, that's why we kept talking about in the first half, the quarterbacks making good decisions and not throwing into coverage so that you can keep drives alive, maybe throwing the ball away when uh, there is good coverage to live for that next down. But then all of a sudden you put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback on the option and he does not make a uh, good pitch. And then you create that uh, uh, quick turnaround and then you go a few plays, just two plays, and put the ball into the end zone and then create the PAT. And now all of a sudden that gives you some life. And what that does is that gives a little life to the defense because now – you know, you're, you're still down a lot, but when you score, it's amazing how much better you play defensively. That momentum is such a huge thing in eight-man football. So the D's down to 24, so that means it's a three-possession game, 46-22. to 22. D2 West would need three touchdowns and convert all three two-point conversions, thus it's a three-possession game. Kickoff, a nice one, booted all the way into the end zone by Carson Worth of Victoria. Let's go to the sideline and Dusty. Max Neely with me here. Uh, the touchdown and the two-pointer. What Did you guys see something in the way the defense was playing that you were able to get free on those two plays? Uh, I think Coach saw, definitely saw an opening uh, with our pass game, and we ran it, and he thought we could get again. So we did it again, and it worked exactly the same. Dylan had good eyes, uh, was patient, and threw me a good ball. Obviously a great career in, in track and field, three-time state champion in pole vault, and, and out here in the eight-man all-star game as well. Uh, what's the experience been like uh, for you as a high schooler? Uh, I, I've loved it. Uh, I've learned so much, uh, so many lessons through football, especially I love football just as much as I love track. Uh, just love having a family atmosphere and playing with all these guys, especially my team back home. Just if you can, just what's the experience been like for you seeing all these all-stars and being part of this and now having things start going your way here? Man, it, it's crazy playing against the best of the best. Uh, I mean, uh, we all deserve to be out here, and it's just like, it's just super exciting. A lot of adrenaline going on because uh, we all know uh, everyone here is good, so you got to play as hard as you possibly can. 
Max Neely from Dighton High School. Thanks for the time, man. Thank you. Gary Maltby with a two-yard pickup on first down and 10. So it's second down and eight. Mastery goes in motion, and we have a flag from the far side. A false start. Legal motion there called on the D2 East. And for them, their second penalty of the second half, their 10th of the ball game. And that was a similar play we saw earlier in the game that was the fake to Mastery, and then they were able to throw for a touchdown pass in that first half. Looked like they were going to go ahead and hand it to him. And element of surprise there is gone after the illegal procedure penalty on the D2 East. Yeah, he had a couple of issues. The split end on the far side wasn't on the line of scrimmage, so he starts to move up. So he was moving, plus you had the guy in motion. So you had two guys moving, and they didn't both get reset. So either way, uh, you were going to have a penalty on the offense. Dalton Bice, twin brother of Dylan Bice, is the defensive end on the right side, number 20 in the green. Second down in 13. And the throw is over to Evan Bussing. It's his first catch of the game to the 23-yard line. A gain of 11. Such a timing route. And just put yourself in good situation on third down. I have a view of the receiver's route and the quarterback. And the ball is already out of the quarterback's hands. And the receiver has not uh, stopped and done his out part of the route yet. And the ball is right on the money. And people think, oh, that's so easy. No, it takes a lot of work. And these are guys that are not on the same team. Uh, so uh, just a really good execution. So third down and two from the 23 for the East. Play action. Malpe throws off his back foot and right through the hands of Mastery. He usually catches that, but he felt a little bit of pressure as you had Taylor Anderson coming in to hit him low. Mastery can't hang on incomplete. Yeah, it's a play that uh, Case and Mastery every time is going to tell you he should catch, but the ball was not accurate because of the pass rush, and that's what disrupts passing games. you got to get after the quarterback a little bit, make him uh, move his feet, and it was not quite as accurate. So, uh, yeah, now, you know, it's an all-star game. It's fourth and two. Uh, you don't have, you know, the, your opponent has a little bit of momentum, but uh, you know, probably not going to punt here, as you see in the formation. Fourth and two for the D2 East at their own 23, leading 46-22. D2 West needs a stop here. Maltby throws, and it is incomplete. Trying to go to Mastery. Good coverage by Tomberlin, who looks around to see if there's a flag. There is none. And a D2 West will take over at the D2 East 23-yard line, trailing 46-22 of 5.01 to go in the third quarter. So a big stop for the D2 West. And we talk about how eight-man football, you can come back in eight-man football. We see all kinds of swings, sometimes almost like volleyball, where they're, all of a sudden there's one big play, a kick return, a pick six, a fumble recovery. Uh, maybe a big stop on fourth down. So here the D2 West takes over from the near hash mark moving left to right in their green jerseys at the D2 East 23, trailing 46-22, but we still have 17 minutes to go in this game. Twins to the near side. It's Bice on the option, and an option really hasn't worked too well today for either team. Bice is tripped up there. Zabernicki of Hanover. Bice is slow to get up. No gain on the play. Well, if you remember watching LT play for the Giants, that's exactly what happened. He runs it down from the backside, Zabernicki. Let's go to the sideline, Dusty. Dalton Bice with us from Thunder Ridge. A, a huge stop for the defense there to get this one. And you got a little momentum going. What's it, what's it feel like out there right now to have things go in your direction? It feels great. Getting getting what we want right now feels really good. Just overall, how's the, the week been for you to be here with, with Dylan, your brother, Caleb, and Jill? This week's been great. Making memories that last a lifetime and building friendships. And getting to be with them guys is, is really nice and great experience. 
and an incomplete pass there from Gantz. Uh, j- just overall, take me through your career in high school and what you're able to accomplish at Thunder Ridge. Just a great four years, and, and it culminated with the state runner-up. Well, when I started high school, I just played defense, and then moved moved up from there, freshman year, and it's it's really been great playing for Thunder Ridge and achieving what we have we have achieved and getting to where we had had got to senior year. Dalton Bison, Thunder Ridge. Best of luck the rest of the way, man. Thank you. Third down, 10 for D2 West after an incomplete pass. It was intended for Taylor Anderson on a short dump off. And now the handoff running right. This is Cody Johnson, or Kay Johnson, excuse me. Kay Johnson from Sharon Springs, Wallace County. Not much there. Forward progress to the 21. A gain of two, just his second carry of the day for three yards. Longest run of the game for the D2 West is a 28-yarder by Dylan Bice earlier here in this third period. Four minutes to go in the third quarter, 46-22 in favor of the D2 East. And a big fourth down play for the D2 West offense. Twins to the left, twins to the right, four receiver set, empty backfield from the middle of the field. Gantz from Stafford, the quarterback. Throws over the middle, is deflected, and then diving and making an interception is Davies of Lebo at the 12. The pass off the hands of Hildebrand of Stafford, and diving is Davies to haul it in for the D2 East defense. Yeah, just good coverage on the play, and uh, sure was going to have the coverage and the tackle. It was going to be short of the yards to gain anyway, but uh, uh, the, the, the deflected pass, that's kind of the theme of the day, uh, Wade, is the deflected pass yeah. today, but this time it's the defense that uh, that makes the play. So that's what that's what winning teams do. You, you kind of lost the momentum, you give up a score, you uh, uh, give the team good field position when you don't convert deep in your own territory, but you just uh, have four really good defensive plays that stop the opponent. Well, the D2 West got a stop on a fourth down play. Had prime real estate at the D2 East 23, and then they turn it over on a fourth down play. Here's Maltby, the Canton Galva Eagle, being patient, waits for a block, and then gets rudely shoved out of bounds on the near side by Gansa Stafford. Also, there was Evan Stratman of Central Plains. Maltby, let's see what they mark him out. They got to mark him out at the 19, so a pickup of seven after all that. I really like your call on that, Wade, because you can really see the patience. And as you were saying that, that was the exact word I'm thinking of because, you know, you, you, you talk about the great running backs over the years, and, and obviously there's talent and all those things, but vision and patience and, and then finding that whole whatever it is, whether it's a big run or you pick up four yards, whatever it is, the good backs pick up the yards that uh, are there for you. So second down and four for the D2 East after the pickup by Maltby. Actually about second and three. Maltby zips it over right side incomplete, trying to go to Evan Bussing of Axtell. Bussing of Axtell with eight touchdown receptions a year ago over the state champion Axtell Eagles. He has one catch for 11 here today. And the reason it was overthrown, you're thinking, man, that's a terrible pass. No, it wasn't. He threw it away because Nathan Volbrock out of Wheatland had dropped from his linebacker position right under that out route. Obviously, you can see the defense has known they were going to see 10 or 12 of those short out routes, and those linebackers are breaking under that play, and it's a good read, good decision by the quarterback to throw the ball away. If people don't understand, say, well, that's a terrible pass. No, it's a good decision, and he threw it away. Two Wheatland players here, Caleb Dome. 5'11", 185, and Olbrock, as you mentioned, 5'11", 205, representing Wheatland High School. Here's the handoff to Mastery coming in motion for his wide receiver spot, and can he turn the corner and get the first down? It's very close, a third and three, and they may have given him the spot. I think he did pick up the first down. Needed three, got three and a half. Doing a good job of getting that corner. Just well-designed plays 
whether it's the quarterback run play or in this case it is uh, uh, you know the, the the speed around the corner with the reverse and uh, you get it blocked just enough but you've got to seal that in the defensive ends got to get sealed and that's what they're having trouble doing blocking the the ends for the east first down and 10 for the d2 east with 327 to go third quarter d2 east leading d2 west 46 to 22 maltby keeps it has a hole to the left side Cuts through and past the midfield stripe. Knocked out about the 39 by Stratman, but not before Malpe with a gain on the play. What are you seeing difference in the uh, run game in the second half? You're seeing the quarterback pull the ball. Why are they pulling the ball? Because of the success up the middle. And it all starts when you can run the ball straight ahead. It just creates so much for your offense because they're like, man, we're having trouble stopping Barker up the middle. So you've got a guy collapsing down to tackle him. So that's a good read by the quarterback. He pulls it and gets uh, major yards around the corner. And, and that's why you have counters and you have read plays by the quarterback. And when they read it correctly, it can be a lot of success. 18-yard pickup for Maltby on the quarterback run. First down and 10 for the D2 East at the West 38. Maltby, or excuse me, that's Detweiler into the game. He keeps, he fakes a pass, and just does a great job to get back to the original line of scrimmage, being chased down there by Volbrock to Wheatland again. And Caleb Wagonblast able to stretch it out as well against Detweiler. I, I want to mention this. How about your options as a coach? Keith Wattrick of St. Paul's final game as a head coach. Um, Hey, who are you going to start a quarterback, Coach? You could go with Isaac Detweiler, who threw for over 6,400 yards in his career, 117 touchdowns, only eight interceptions, set the eight-man record for completion percentage at 69.6%. He's a Shrine Bowl player, too. Or you could go with Garrett Maltby of Canton Galva, who threw for over 5,000 yards in his career, All-State quarterback as well, 63 touchdowns, ran for 2,200 yards, and 42 rushing TDs. Is talent. Gee, what a horrible dilemma to have. Is talent important? Yes, yeah, talent's <laughs> very important. Those quarterbacks are outstanding. Maltby to throw. On second down and 12, and there's all kinds of contact downfield. Malfi got drilled by Wagon Blast in the backfield, and a pass to Evan Bussing intended for him at the 15 on the near side on a jump ball in the D2 West. I believe it was Tomlin got there a little bit early. Pass interference on the D2 West All-Stars. Well, the good news for the defense for the West is you got really good pass rush that made the pass really underthrown because if you don't get the pass rush, it's a touchdown because he's six, eight yards behind the secondary, and it's going to be an easy touchdown. But because he gets hit, the ball is 10, 12 yards shorter than what it would have been, and then the guys that are trying to recover end up uh, uh, running into the uh, would-be receiver on the play. So, yeah, it's a pass interference, but if you didn't have the pass rush from Wagon Blast on the play, it was going to be a touchdown. That's the sixth penalty of the ball game on the D2 West. Their second 15-yard penalty of this quarter. Interesting. Wagon Blast probably has the hit of the game, and that is running the football on the uh, yes <laughs> on returning on the kickoff. Not not always the uh, ball carrier that has the hit of the game. He had a pretty good hit there on Malpe though after uh, he threw it though. It's pretty good timing. No roughing the passer. Receiver right is Mastery. Malpe keeps it, looking to the outside, cuts back at the 15, the 10, the five. Did he stay in bounds? No. Knocked out of bounds on the far side at the five. So a gain of. 21. Boy, Malpe just did a great job of somehow staying in bounds, tight roping that far sideline. Got a couple of blocks and once again patient and his first and goal at the five. Yeah, he shows that, uh, you know, he is obviously a, a very good runner also and uh, uh, maybe a little tired on the play, so you uh, you bring your other option in at quarterback and uh, uh, 
you know, there's been a lot of talent in the 38 years of this, but uh, to find two more talented quarterbacks than these two, that would be tough. And they played against each other in the state semis, and it was a barn burner, 36-32, Axtell won it. And now Detweiler fumbles it, picks it up, now runs it in, virtually untouched for the two-point, or for the touchdown, I should say, from five yards out. Isaac Detweiler with his third touchdown of the game, one passing and two rushing. Now, I want to see if Dusty's going to say that was, uh, when he interviews him, if that was actually designed to drop the ball when it was going to be a quarterback <laughs> run left and then uh, just be as smart and run it up the middle. Well, it certainly became almost like a delayed draw, didn't it? <laughs> That's exactly what it ended up being. But because he started to run left, the defense started shifting, and that was just a smart run to run it up the middle. So the touchdown by Detweiler, second rushing touchdown of the game, 52-22, D2 East. And off the Barker, hasn't carried a while, and he is able to high-step it into the end zone right up the middle. And man, oh man, a pancake block there by the big man, Xander Hull of Frankfurt, 6'3", 270, drove his man into the end zone and pancaked him. So the D2 East getting it done, the two-point conversion run in there by Barker from Colony Crest, and it's 54-22 D2 East in front with 2.56 to go in the third quarter. Well, the D2 West, they had a stop, Todd. They had first and 10 at the D2 East 23, down 46-22. If they score there and get the two-point, we've got an interesting game. Instead, they had a fourth down play, interception, and then the East goes down the field and able to score, and now they lead by 32. Well, yeah. Hold on just a second. Let's go to Dusty. Kill Marcus with us from Pike Valley. You had a very, really good lead block on that long run by Maltby to switch in scoring position. Uh, what's it like to have these two quarterbacks to be blocking for and, and, and get yourself in and another touchdown here? It's great. I mean, I don't, I'm, I really don't have to do that much, to be honest. I can put my hands on someone and patty cape them, and still, they'll still run it in. How unique is it? Because you guys have scored in a variety of ways, big plays or long, sustained drives. Uh, how fun has it been to just be a part of that offense and see this kind of talent? This is probably the most fun offensive game of football I've ever played in my life. So that's how fun it is. Just overall, how's the week gone for you and making new memories? It's been awesome. I've gotten to know all these guys, and I love them all. They're all great guys, they're, and they're great to play with. Kale Marcus from Pike Valley, thanks for the time. Best luck the rest of the way. Yep, thank you. Yeah, Kale, 76 tackles this past season. He had 14 sacks his senior year at Pike Valley, 22 sacks in his career. Six foot 205, wearing number 24 for the Gold All-Stars from Pike Valley. A deep kickoff taken at the one, and on the return is Carson Worth of Victoria. Tackled by Davies, but a good run back to the far sideline at the 28-yard line. That's where the D2 West will begin, trailing 54-22. to The... Uh, the offense of this uh, East team, you know, I, I talked about with Detweiler as the quarterback in the run game, and, and, of course, I did not mean that uh, uh, <laughs> your other quarterback couldn't run the ball because Maltby can, can do that also. And defensively, when you have to prepare for a team like this with all this talent, uh, it just stresses the defense so much. So first and ten for the D2 West, the Green All-Stars moving left to right here in the third. Here's a handoff, and there's just nothing doing. They go to Johnson, and Zarbernicki flexing a little bit in the backfield. They hand over Wildcat. He says, I got this handled. That was three tackling three, a loss back to the 22, a loss of six. My vote has already been tabulated for defensive player of the game, if you can do that in the third quarter, because that has been Zarbernicki. Because anytime something goes his way, it does not work. 
Remember uh, the Hanover Wildcat uh, ship, I believe it was, yep. two years ago? It was dominant, and he was super dominant in that game. Had, I think, 15 tackles. Second down and 16. Gantz to throw. It is caught by Neely, drilled immediately by Davies of Lebo. Neely took one right in the, in the, in the kidneys there. Hopefully he's all right. He gets up a pickup on the play to the 28. So back to the original line of scrimmage, gain of six. And, you know, you're seeing some success in the passing game, but I have just really been impressed by both teams in this secondary. I mean, it's hard to stop all this talent, and that's just perfect timing. Literally, as the ball gets there, he just drills the uh, receiver on the play. So, uh, and what that does is, yeah, you picked up a few yards, but the next time that ball's getting to that receiver, you know what he's thinking about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where's that guy coming from that's going to hit me again? And that's all of a sudden the ball maybe is not caught. You might start looking a little early. Luke Davies, Stetson, setter of the corners. The safety is Detweiler. Pass is tipped by Guess the defensive who? end. <laughs> Zarbernicki on the rush and almost intercepted diving try by Wattrick. Incomplete. And guess what if he doesn't uh, make that deflection? There's three guys There's three guys breaking on the ball defensively. They had that uh, sniffed out uh, not only with the pass rush, but uh, that could have been a pick six because there was guys really breaking on that. You think they've scouted what the other teams are going to run on uh, situations, even on short yardage? They've been really, that's one of the keys in this game, has been the defense of the East on short yardage on fourth down or third. Minute 21 to go, third quarter. D2 West will punt down 54 22, face of the fourth and 10. Good punt. Taken there by Detweiler. You're just waiting for him to break one, aren't you? To the far sideline, the 20. Turns it upfield, 25 30. Cuts back, stays on his feet to the 36. There is a flag on the play, more than likely a hold on the D2 East return unit. One of the things that Detweiler, I've noticed three or four times, he starts to run the ball straight up field. And what he's doing, he's setting up his blocks. There's been some nice walls that they have had to get him to the outside. But to do that, he he, uh, is really patient and gets those guys to come right at him. And then he breaks to the outside so he can get to that wall that's been there for some nice returns. This time, uh, uh, anytime you're trying to get to the outside, usually you have a block in the back, which I'm guessing that's what they're talking about to see if it was legal or not. And they're going to wave off the flag. A minute nine to go in the third quarter. 54-22 in favor of the D2 East All-Stars. The gold leading the green. D1 All-Star game coming up at 1.30. Pre-game scheduled for 1 o'clock. Although this game, we're still in the third quarter. And we are at about 12.20. So let's go to the sideline and Dusty Dynas. Connor Sure with us from Osborne High School. A uh, big stop defensively to force a punt. Uh, after they'd started getting maybe a little bit of momentum. Uh, what was it like out there? What do you see? Right. I mean, it's it's the same game plan all game. I mean, you just you got to read and react. That's that's kind of our game plan, you know. Make sure nothing deep and uh, just keep doing what we have been doing, you know. Got to stop. They got a little momentum, but I mean, we shut that down. So, yeah. We're gonna run a play here. First down and ten. Hand off to Barker, and he runs hard as he always does. He picks up positive yardage. Tripped up by Wagon Blast. Also there on the tackle was Stratman of Central Plains. Barker a gain of almost seven. Connor, how fun has it been to be playing on a defense with guys like Darbadinki that are flying around? You guys can just do your own job and, and have fun. It is a blast. When everyone's doing the job, everything just comes together. It is so fun. I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't even express how fun it is. It, it's just a great time. How much does it mean to you to represent Osborne out here? Oh, I'm, I'm so honored, you know. The Osborne tradition out here has been really good. I mean, there's so many great athletes coming out of Osborne. I'm, I'm just happy that I can be one of them. Connor, sure, it's been a great uh, time following you throughout the career. Best of luck the rest of the way. All right, yeah, thank you, thank you. 
Yep, the Sure family have been a lot of Shures that have been good players over there in Osborne over the years. Second down and uh, three and a half. Multi fakes right, runs left. The quarterback for Canton Galba has a first down for the D2 East, angling to the left side. Brought down there by Stratman of Central Plains, but not before a first down, a gain of 11 for Garrett Maltby. That, that's, a, that's a read once again, and the person he's reading is the defensive end who is Dalton Bice on the play. When he crashes down, you pull the ball out of the uh, uh, running back and take off as a quarterback around the outside, and Bice crashes down, which is his job, and then you just run it around the corner. You have to crash down because they can't stop that inside run game. D2 East is going to go ahead and wait for the third quarter clock to expire. At the end of three, D2 East, the Gold All-Stars 54 to D2 West, the Green All-Stars 22. Back at the fourth quarter after this one-minute break on the eight-man All-Star Game Radio Network back in 60 seconds after this. Your tire headquarters is Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit. For light truck to car to tractor, if it's a tire you need or if it's tire related, like balancing or repair, stop by Thompson Tire. Plus, they can align your car's front end and save the life of your existing tires. For new tires and wheels, see the staff at Thompson's OK Tire in Beloit, a proud supporter of the Beloit Trojans and the St. John's Tipton Blue Jays. Wishing them good luck this season. Agco in Beloit and Cocker City is growing. Come join our winning team and build top-of-the-line products, including Fent and Massey Ferguson planters and sunflower tillage and drills. Multiple full-time positions available for first shift, including fabrication, weld, assembly, and material handling. No weekends required. Agco offers a $2,500 sign-on bonus for welders and a $1,000 sign-on bonus for all other employees. We provide excellent wages, paid time off, 401k with company match, and more. New hires qualify for pay advances during the first 30, 60, 90 days. Looking for a new start with a great company? Apply at careers.agcocorp.com. And welcome back. Getting ready for the fourth quarter. Big thanks to our officials here in the Division Two game. Dylan Provost, Caleb Bodil, James Gerritsen, and Brooks Siegelmeyer. Also thanks to the chain gang folks, Daniel Eiler, Jacob Winkler, Dominic Eiler, and Greg Walter, and the Waterboys, Aaron Bates, David Mick, Brooks Dunstan, and Bryson Bergman. We appreciate all of them helping out on the sidelines and on the field. Here's Maltby, a throw over the middle, wide open, making a catch of the five, and waltzing into the end zone is the Blue Jay of St. John's Tipton, Luke Bates, in his hometown, scoring the touchdown for the D2 East. However, there is a flag on the play that is going to ruin what would have been a tremendous moment for the local kid. <laughs> he could celebrate uh, uh, all the way the uh, 200 yards to his house after yes. the ball game, his touchdown. Mm. And you have the great story of the water boy. Yes, that's right. He was, uh, he's been on the sidelines for eight-man games in the past, as Luke. And now he's got you know family that's on the sidelines again, as I mentioned, with uh, brother Aaron. So it's a family, family contribution, no doubt, here to the eight-man all-star games. So the holding penalty moves it back to the 36-yard line for the D2 East. Well, it was wide open, but unfortunately a penalty for the Gold All-Stars. Hand off to Barker. Takes a shot there by Wagon Blast. Barker a gain of five to the 31. And with that carry, Holden Barker of Colony Crest has rushed for over 100 yards today. 14 carries, 102 yards. Maltby's run for 79 on 11 carries. Isaac Detweiler has a couple of touchdown runs. He has a touchdown pass. Maltby has three touchdown passes. Mastery with a touchdown catch. Barker a TD catch. Kane, TJ Kane, Luke Davies with touchdown receptions in the game. 
really impressed with Wagon Blast. Uh, yeah. Going to Wichita, going to be a football player at Friends. Uh, uh, he understands the physical part of the game. Yes, he does. His name's appropriate, too. Second down and 15 from the 31 for the far hash mark. The East and the Gold Uni is moving left to right from east to west here at Trojan Field in Beloit. Maltby, quarterback, keep. Patient, now dives forward, picks up a couple. Ball brought to Wheatland with the tackle. Gain a two to the 29. Couldn't get to the outside that time. A much better job by this West defense. Uh, you got to keep containment on the outside plays. Guys came up, keep their outside shoulder open so you don't get blocked, don't get sealed to the inside. Then uh, when uh, when those speed and athletic guys have to cut it up inside, guess what? There's pursuit coming from the inside, and those guys can get there easily when you don't uh, let them uh, get outside and down the sidelines. So uh, good job at the point of attack, and then the pursuit comes to make the play. 10.25 to go here in the fourth quarter. And now a whistle and a timeout called by the D2 East. I believe that's their first timeout they get burned here in the second half. It gives us a chance to catch our breath a little bit. And also gives us a chance to thank Colt Madoff doing our scoreboard or our live video stream, 8manallstars.com. Wade Gronwaller doing a wonderful job running the camera for us as well for both games here today. We appreciate them taking time out on this June 10th on a Saturday here in Beloit, America. And uh, Wade and Colton have helped us throughout the season on the Beloit Trojan Channel as well. Uh, when these games are archived, you can go to the On Demand tab here at the Beloit Trojan Channel page. If you're watching the stream right now, then you're already on the page. Uh, just click on the On Demand, and you can then download a copy of the broadcast. There is a fee for that. You can have it right there on your computer, and then you can uh, have it for the rest of eternity. And, of course, live video stream is free, and that's free because, well, we're just nice people. It's free, and also we thank our sponsors for making the radio broadcast possible as well. And a big thank you to NCK Tech in Beloit, as you've seen them on the scoreboard uh, and on the graphic throughout the game here today. Division One All-Star Game coming up at 1.30, pregame at 1 o'clock here on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. Big thanks to all the affiliates carrying the games across the state of Kansas and to all of you listening or watching wherever you may be. Third down and 13 after the timeout, D2 East. And Barker got a little arena football five-yard head start there. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen arena football, you should go check it out. We went to a Salina Liberty game uh, about a month or two ago. I saw the Omaha Beef actually was on the sidelines. If you want to call it sidelines, I'm actually in the stands along the boards. Um, when in the I, action. Back in the day, there was a fight that broke out. I almost got hit by a helmet. That was, that was a crazy story I'll never forget. Uh, but arena football is pretty fun. But what's cool about arena football is those receivers can go as fast as they want and get a running head start and just got to time it right. And that's what Parker looked like. He, he channeled his inner arena football style. Yeah, he was play. only seven or eight yards downfield when the ball was snap. Slight advantage. Third and 18 after the five-yard penalty for the D2 East, leading 54-22. 10-20 to go fourth quarter. Ball B looks downfield. Now he's going to dump it off. And Davies wow. catches it. <laughs> A little hole there underneath at the 20-yard line, down at the 19. And a pickup on the play of 17. You know, you got to have talent to be able to uh, do what some of these quarterbacks have done. But there's three guys on seam routes. We've talked about that a lot today. And it's just great coverage by the West. There is literally nobody open. The offensive line gives Maltby time. And a fourth guy, a running back, releases out of the backfield. And because you have enough time to throw, you have a guy open to convert. Because the, the initial design of the play wasn't going to be there. But that last option is to check down to the running back. And it worked. So fourth down and three. That was left at a 15-yard pickup officially. 
And a low snap. Maltby picks it up. Now he just throws it down the field and almost completed. Jump ball there for Mastery. Coverage applied by Tomlin. Also back there, Zayden Pierce. And Maltby, such a heady player. He knows I can't just dive on that football like I normally would and live to fight another day because it was fourth down. So he literally picked it up. He was about ready to get annihilated, and he just threw it up for grabs. But at least you have a chance for a crazy deflection, which we've seen two crazy deflections for touchdowns already today. Yep, and uh, the uh, secondary has the perfect coverage. And he looks to see if there was going to be a penalty, and <laughs> there wasn't. Let's go to Dusty. Evan Stratman of Central Plains with me here. They thought they had a touchdown, but they had a penalty. You were able to get the stop here and, and hopefully get things going in the right direction. Uh, how'd that feel to get that stop? It felt really good. Um, it's just a really good part when everybody decides to come together and play as a team and not focus on the bad side of it and focus on the good. Dylan Bice with a pass to Carson Worth of Victoria and a gain of eight to the 27. Evan, a lot of Central Plains kids have actually obviously had the opportunity to play in this game. What does it mean for you to represent the Oilers one last time here and be part of this special week? It means a lot to me. Uh, just the feeling deep down that I have and the gratitude for everybody that chose me and is willing to put me out there for my school. How exciting is this group to play with? It's really fun. Everybody has good spirits. Everybody's really good people, and I'd see them further down the road. They'd be pretty good friends. Evan Stratman of Central Plains. Thanks, man. Thank you. Here's Bice. He gets hit and dropped. Coming through is Austin Bailey of Lebo for the sack back at the 19-yard line. A loss of eight. He was pretty interesting. Uh, early in the game, he made a play, and then there was a uh, timeout. And uh, as he was coming to the sideline, he was uh, you could see his uh, gyrations. He was showing how he made the play. So I'm watching him here after he made his sack, and uh, he's just kind of th- you know taking his congratulations and headbutts, and he's ready for the next play. <laughs> the headbutts. Gotta love it, unless it rings your bell too much. <laughs> Twins to the right. On third and 11 for the D2 West, backpedaling is Dylan Bice. Now he's directing traffic, takes a gigantic shot, and the pass is completed, and it'll be a roughing the passenger penalty on Gosh of Norwich as Bice, his mouthpiece was dislodged on the hit. What a hit by Gosh. And uh, also, Wattrick is back there, and Bice stepped in and threw it for a first down, completed the pass. What a throw and catch there. Who was it on the catch again? Was that Neely? I think it was Neely on the play. I, I was watching the hit wow. and the penalty. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't. Paul is roughing the passer. Yeah, it definitely wasn't late, but he did kind of stick uh, his uh, part of his helmet into his shoulder pads. So uh, that's, that's something that uh, uh, is going to get called a lot anymore. But uh, he was definitely on time with the hit and it was a huge hit you know uh we're seeing a lot of points in this game 54 to 22 but the physicality i've been so impressed with uh there's guys that uh are are hitting each other whether it's blocking tackling whatever the case may be uh the physicality of this game has been very impressive and also the running of the football so it was a 19 yard pickup by staying in the taking that shot as he was flushed to the near side of the field, then tack on another 15. Now Gans pump fakes and dumps it off right flat to Worth, the Victoria product, pass the 25 to the 24 
a gain of five on that pass play. Worth now has six catches for 68 yards, but that was a 34-yard play yeah. because Bice, man, I take it, his mouthpiece was discarded. It just went flying. Now, I don't know if it was on the side of his helmet. He didn't have it in his mouth. Either way, it was just an impressive hit, but they called it a roughing the passer penalty just a hair late, and so I still don't know how Bice completed that pass. <laughs> Give your receiver a chance. That's right. Neely with a great block on that last screen pass out of Dighton. So second down in five with the ball at the 24 of the D2 East. Ice to throw and trying to get away. And he's gear wrestled to the ground there by Gosh again. And Gosh is the one to hit Bice a little bit late last time. And Bice didn't appreciate the last time. He didn't appreciate the steer wrestling there either. But Gosh is just trying to get him to the ground. And now a D2 East player is shaken up and hurt at the 32. So after all that, a loss of four for Bice. Yeah, really good after the quarterback. I think maybe there was a couple guys uh, uh, trying to get some fresh guys in there defensively. And you had some immediate penetration defensively. I, I actually think it was Barker, if he's out there uh, but it was it was somebody different that got the immediate pass rush, and and then, and then you get the hit on the play, and you know Bice after the uh, the hit that he took was uh, a little emotional after that play. I mean it was just a good a good sack, and you know your emotions come out. You like the guys that are emotions just as long as they don't take them too far, and they didn't. We do not know who the injured player is on the field at the moment. He's the one that had the the pass rush and and uh, kind of twisted. So I'm not sure what we're talking about here. I don't know if Dusty can tell who it is or not down on the field. If he can, he can wave at us. I don't think he can. Look like I thought it's an eagle logo on the side of the helmet, but we've got various teams that are eagles, so that doesn't actually help us solve that puzzle. So we'll wait and find out. So I need to have my binoculars. And then we got the white number. Yeah, I think I know who it is, but I'm not going to say. On the gold stay. jersey. So light number on light jerseys is never a good thing, and that's going to be changed by high school standards, I think either this upcoming season or the year after, where you have to have, and that's great to see, as the player that was shaken up for the D2 East yep. is Holden Barker from Colony Crest, and that is good to see that he's up and he's walking under his own power a little gingerly, but he doesn't need assistance, and that is great to see, and he's played a whale of a game. He's rushed for over 100 yards today. Almost walking like a cramp. Yeah, always important to stay hydrated. Especially but, for the next game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. But as much as the fluid you put in, sometimes you actually kick out more than you put in, yeah. no matter how quickly you try to drink and how much how much ounces or pints or whatever you put in your body. And he he had that initial pass rush, and that's a, that's a running back they put in there in the defensive line to get that pass rush. Just a good decision by the coaches. All right, they're, they're supposed to wind the clock, but the scoreboard operator is not winding the clock. Here is the handoff to Neely running left, and the Dighton product is shoved out of bounds at the 25. A gain of four for Neely, who has three carries for 11 yards. He has six receptions for 52 and a touchdown. You know, uh, you worked a lot of these games, and this is where you, sometimes you have a little bit of the emotion. Obviously, you have the score that can make a difference, and uh, you know whether you're winning or losing, some things can happen, and uh, it's for almost all of them, their last football game. So, you know, even if uh, the the win or loss might not be in doubt right now, uh, these guys are getting after it because they know this is this is it for them. So, fourth down and six for the D2 West. They trail 54-22. Bice 
backpedals, rolls right, lobs it up, trying to go to Worth, and it is almost intercepted by Davies. It's a good thing it wasn't. It was fourth down. He would have been out of bounds at the two. So an incomplete pass there by Bice. You know, when you got all these all-stars, you expect all of them to play, and they all do. There's only one player for either team that has was starting both ways, and that was Max Neely at Dighton. Now, we've seen Detweiler play both ways. We've seen a lot of players play both ways, but in regards to starting the game, Neely was the only one. There are some years we see three, four, five, six players do that. This year, not so much, and that just tells you the depth and the quality of these all-stars here in Beloit. Well, and you see, especially in, in crucial situations or crucial drives, they might put a guy on defense that hasn't been out there, but they know that's probably their best athlete uh, that's a great offensive player, and they put them out for crucial drives. So the D2 East will take over. At their own 25-yard line, here is Maltby of Canton-Galva keeping it to the 30-yard line. A pickup of five. Tomberlin and Stratman in on the tackle. Maltby, 86 rushing yards on 13 carries and a touchdown run. He's thrown for 217 yards and three touchdowns. He has been as good as advertised. And credit to, to the, the defensive coaches in this game who have, and I, and I think it obviously has some something to do with the fatigue, too. You don't quite have the execution on offense, but a lot of it has been the defense. I mean, that last play, Davies could not cover the uh, receiver any better. In fact, he's the one that had the chance to, to uh, get to the ball that had not been overthrown. Luke, Luke Bates is in the game at tight end on the left side for St. John's. Tipton is where he played high school ball, of course, right here in town, as we talked about. Hand off to Barker. Obviously, he's okay. He's able to Surge forward for a gain of a yard, maybe two, to the 32-yard line. And right now, if you're the D2 East, you're thinking, let's just milk some clock here and get off the field to celebrate afterwards and then you know, go home healthy. Well, and you see uh, Barker. I'm not surprised what I see here. Uh, uh, the way he is such a physical player. He says farmer and rancher is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So you, you know what, what he's grown up doing. He, he, he doesn't mind working. No, he doesn't. He is a workhorse on the field. Great career colony crest for Barker. Ran for over 4,100 yards and 82 touchdowns. There's Detweiler back still in a quarterback. He keeps running to the far side, and he is nudged out of bounds at the 39. Zayden Pierce of Buckland able to push him out. So a pickup on the play of seven for Detweiler. He's carried it seven times for 37 yards. Had a touchdown pass of 61 yards to start the game to Mastery. Wade, think of this the East offense, how they attack the defense. You see the seam routes, you see the deep stuff, you see the curls, and uh, you see the power game inside, you see the, the, the stuff. They, they literally attack the defense in every part of the football field, and you, you just, uh, it, like I said, it stresses you so much defensively. First down and 10. Maltby, handoff. No, he keeps it, does Maltby. Ball Brock, he's able to wrestle him down. There's a flag on the far side of the field, so that'll stop the clock again. So the way we're going here, uh, our pregame coverage might start a little bit later than 1 o'clock, and the game may start a little bit later than 1.30, and hopefully we're given a full 30 minutes, which I think we will. We have in the past when things are running a little bit behind. We had a long first quarter to start this game, 30-6 to six in the first quarter. and Now, of course, with you have penalty markers, you stop the clock. A lot of guys have been – Running out of bounds, carrying the football, that stops the clock as well. So it lengthens things out. In a game that's all but been determined, the D2 East leading 54-22. to 22. Yeah, now you're seeing the, uh, you know, kind of the uh, way football used to be played. You're seeing the, the, the run game now because, obviously, as you said earlier, they're wanting to run clock to secure this victory. And uh, 
that's a play where there's two guys, in, where somebody's engaged, and then somebody comes in and cuts them low, and that is an illegal block. It's a safety issue that uh, is going to get called. So the penalty, a 15-yard penalty there on the illegal block, that's the 14th penalty of the game for the D2 East. They still lead by 32. Mulpey takes a shot by Wagonblast as he throws, stepping, trying to step up, but he couldn't, incomplete at the midfield stripe as he was trying to find Luke Bates, but just had no chance to step into that throw. You know, you make a list of the guys that you're impressed with in this ball game, and it's going to be an extensive list. Uh, this is just an extremely talented bunch of players, and, you know, uh, sometimes you come out of this game think, well, you know, there was some, some nice talent in this game, and this is, this to me is one of those years where uh, uh, it's on the upper end of uh, how, how impressed I am with the uh, with the talent that I'm seeing. And I'm not just talking, you know, quarterbacks and receivers, uh, the guys up front blocking, and, and the, it's just everybody is good. Wagon blast, the left defensive end, the right defensive end is Dalton Bice, a couple of Thunder Ridge Longhorns on the corners defensively. Second down and 25, here is Barker. And Barker, another flag is thrown by the official on the far side. Grabbing his wrist. And Barker lost his helmet as well. Gain of about 12, but it's coming back due to the 15th penalty of the game on the D2 East. That's really been their only bugaboo today. So 4.44 to go fourth quarter, 54-22 in favor of the D2 East. They jumped out to a 30-0 lead, led 30-6 at the end of one, 38-14 at halftime, and they lead now 54-22. Well, yeah, the difference in this ballgame obviously is the first quarter. You know, 30 to nothing uh, is uh, kind, of a, kind of a huge lead, and uh, so – it's been a really competitive football game since then, but that first quarter does count. Yes, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is what really uh, slows the game down. You get all these penalties, and with all the throwing we've had, we might uh, come close to uh, matching last year's first game that took three hours. Yeah. That's a long time for an eight-man football game. It is. Second down and forever. Second down and about... 30, maybe? Here's Maltby trying to go down the seam Ooh. to Davies. Good coverage by Pierce. Also, there was Gantz off the hands of Davies, but he was about ready to get sandwiched. Incomplete pass by Maltby, who's thrown the ball 24 times so far in this game. The D2 East, third and forever. They've got to get all the way to the D2 West, 31. So you do the math. It's 28 yards, I believe, is what they've got to get to, 20 29, 28, something like that. And you do the other math. The score is 54 to 22 with 4:26 to go. You run the ball, and it takes another uh, <laughs> and 35, 40 and seconds not off it. the clock. They're throwing it. They're not running it. But it is an all-star game, right? That's true. <laughs> That's true. For those that are out here, maybe they're ready to go in the car, but we got a timeout. <laughs> timeout called by the D2 East team. That is their second call timeout. They have one remaining. I don't think the coaches or the players' interest are uh, you're seeing uh, some of the D1 fans start to show up. Uh, that, that's not their interest in getting the game started for them. Did you know that NCK Tech offers over 20 different programs? Plus, NCK Tech is starting a new power sports technology program on the Blake campus this fall. This is a one-year program that prepares students for a career in the power sports industry, including outdoor recreation, personal watercraft, and agricultural sectors. NCK Tech offers a job placement guarantee upon successful completion of any of their programs. They stand behind their faculty and the education they provide their students. To learn more, visit nckTC.edu. 
NCK Tech in Beloit. They have his campus in Hayes as well. I appreciate them being a sponsor, and you've seen their logo throughout the stream, and you will continue to see that in the second game as well. That will start roughly 1.30, maybe a little bit later, the way this first game is going. D1 All-Stars. East versus West, Blue versus Red. Dusty will have the play-by-play, and I will go to the sidelines and enjoy the warmer weather. But it could be much worse. There have been years where it's been close to 100. Expect a high of 87. It was 68 at kickoff earlier this morning. You mentioned impressive players. Wagon Blast of uh, Thunder Ridge has certainly been a guy we've called out a lot. You mentioned Zarbernicki of Hanover. Third down and 29 for the D2 East. Maltby, quick pass, wide receiver screen to Davies. And Davies is brought down by five green jerseys at the 25. It's fourth and 24. So just trying to save conservative pass there to Davies, hoping that maybe somehow he can break a tackle and, and take it the distance or at least get some really good yardage. Now fourth and we'll say officially 23 for the D2 East. Yep, and they know that the ball is going to be caught and the clock's going to be running, yeah. and that's their main objective after that play is over. Whether it's just a draw play or, uh, better yet, throw the screen pass, you know that pretty much 100% going to get caught, and you're going to take another 30, 40 seconds off the clock. That's just smart football. Thirteen players in this game had some kind of all-state recognition on the football field, seven on the east, six on the west. Here is the punt. That's the first punt of the game for Zarbernicki. Holy cow! He booms it all the way down to the two. Left-footed kick and being wrestled to the turf at the five is the D2 West as Jetweiler is down there along with Watrick. And, of course, Watrick is going to rodeo in college, as we mentioned. And there was just no chance there for Taylor Anderson to return that one. What a punt. And the D2 West will start at their own six-yard line, trailing 54 to 22. So of the 40 All-Stars we have in this game, 38 of the 40 played on teams that made the playoffs. 28 of the 40 played on a team that had a winning record as well. And there's one Shrine Bowl player, and that's Isaac Detweiler of Axtell. Let's go to Dusty. Tom Barnett of Central Christian High School with me here. Tom, are you getting in on the offense? How's it, how's it felt today? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome to get here and uh, start playing again. Uh, yeah. Here's a run for the D2 West with the carries Neely to the 11 pick of a five what's it meant to you to represent central christian here tom um i would say that uh i'm trying my best to glorify christ through all i do here and uh just go hard every play what's been your favorite part of the week uh i would say (laughs) hanging out with the uh with all the guys in the dorms has been pretty fun uh just all sorts of crap we get up to so tom barnett from central christian thanks for the time man thank you here's a handoff and trying to make something out of nothing is Johnson from Sharon Springs, and he gets a yard after doing a lot of dancing because there's a lot of defenders in the backfield. There's a flag thrown from the far side official who's been very active in throwing flags here the last uh, five or ten minutes. So there must be a contest to see who can get the most flags thrown. <laughs> We're sitting there going, we want to be on time with our schedule and everything. Tell oh, by, the officials that. By the way, Dusty and I uh, got to go to Hanover, and I've seen Zarbanecki punt. That's how he punts. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the most impressive plays in the ball game. was the punt, and uh, the first play, he made the tackle. That play, Zarbanecki had the penetration that blew up the play. So he's dominated the last three plays. For those down the line on the 8-man All-Star Game Radio Network, as soon as the game is over, we will 
take a two-minute timeout, and then we will come back with our post-game interviews on the field and then wrap it up and get ready for the second game of the day. 2.37 and ticking, fourth quarter, 54-22D, two East Gold All-Stars with the lead. Wide receiver screen out here near side. There's nothing there. As Trey Peters St. Paul says, nah, not in my neighborhood. That ain't happening over here. Pass to Johnson, and he actually lost a yard on the play. Trey Peters is another one of the guys out of St. Paul that I've seen that's just really had a, a great game out of that secondary. He is uh, so sure with his tackles and his reads. He has attacked that uh, screen pass extremely well today. Fourth down and 11 for the D2 West. They will punt down 54 to 22. And then we might just see some kneel downs. Here is the punt by Johnson. Not too bad. Angling far side, a lot of hang time. On the return is Detweiler, and he is clipped low by Worth to drop him there at the 30. So the D2 East, well, they have lost the last three meetings against the D2 West. The D2 East leads the all-time series 12-9. to The D2 West has won the last three eight-man All-Star games, last year winning 20-14. to The last D2 East victory was in 2018, and that streak for the West will come to an end here today in Beloit. And the East will improve their record to 13-9 in a series that began in 2001. We started the eight-man games in 1986 with one game. North versus South went to two games in 2001, and both those games are East versus West. Under two minutes to go, all be hands off to Barker. Another flag on the... Okay, I guess the officials are just wanting to... <laughs> I mean, a flag is a flag. If there's penalties, there's penalties. At the same time, we're just trying to finish this one out. But there is a flag thrown by the White Hat, it was, and it's a hold. It was wagon blast with the penetration. We've been talking about Zarbanicki from the defensive end, but wagon blast has been doing the same thing for his defense. He beats the guy at the point of attack and creates the holding penalty because it is uh, it, it was his play that uh, made the defense, excuse me, the offensive lineman hold him. So uh, uh, I've seen three very very impressive defensive ends today in these two teams. 22 penalties called, accepted in this game. 16 for the D2 East, but despite all those penalties, they're up by 32. I'll be in the pistol. Hands it off to Barker. Barker <laughs> runs over a defender, put his head in there, wishes he didn't. That was Tomberlin. Ballbrock hanging on along with Stratman, and Barker's able to get the penalty yardage back, or almost. He picks up nine. He has 111 yards rushing on 15 carries. Does it call any crest product? And I think Tom Berlin can handle it, as we've mentioned many times, <laughs> going to the Marines. U.S. Marines. And uh, uh, he's pretty active on that uh, defensive side. Second and 11 with a minute 12 to go. D2 East with the ball at the D2 West. 30-yard line. Moving left to right. Receiver to far side. Tight end right side is T.J. Kane. Ball via his teammate for King Galva keeps it. Bounces to the outside and then takes a shot. And he got out of bounds after picking up a yard, maybe two. Went to uh, make the read to see whether to keep it or not, and the running back goes the other way. <laughs> Either the quarterback turns the wrong way or the running back goes the wrong way. And, uh, you know, you talk about all those penalties yet still ahead. There's a reason they're still ahead. It's the first quarter execution that was 30 to nothing. The execution since the first quarter has not been on that level, but it was uh, a tremendous first quarter by the East. The first offensive play of the game, Garrett Mulvey was the quarterback, Isaac Detweiler was lined up as a receiver. 
All-State quarterback himself, came in motion. They pitched it to him as a halfback pass, in essence, and he threw it deep down the field to Maestri. It was wide open for a 61-yard touchdown. The first play from scrimmage in this game, and East, 2 East hasn't looked back. And now a really hard, strong, tough run by the stallion Barker down to the 21. He picks up 10, and it brings up fourth and short. And then it is a timeout by the defense, by the West. Since it's fourth down, they want one more chance to run a play or two if they can get a stop on fourth down. So the D2 West calls the timeout. Did you see who the collision was again? Tomberlin. <laughs> Kid's not afraid, is he? 5'8", five, no. eight, five, eight, what did he do? 5'8", 135? Yeah, that is one tough kid. Cash Tomberlin. I am going to say that he has made a good decision to uh, – uh, join the Marines and serve his country because uh, from what I've seen today, he has the ability to uh, be very successful as a U.S. Marine. Absolutely. Big thanks to our sponsors here locally, nckssports.com, Remus Farms, Chemical and Fertilizer, Atco and Beloit, Thompson, OK, Tire and Beloit, Guarantee State Bank Trust Company, Cunningham Telephone Cable, The Brush Group in Downs, Scuba Company of Downs, Central Valley Ag, Insurance Smart, Melissa Westbrook, Agent, and also big thanks to NCK Tech here in Beloit. And our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the Burks family. Eric Burks, the president of NCK Tech, his son Kyler. It was a year ago yesterday he was involved in a horrible one-car accident and nearly died uh, in the accident and then nearly died uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, but he's still kicking, and Kyler has worked so hard, and he continues to work hard. Our thoughts and prayers are with Kyler Burks and the Burks family as he continues to recover from a horrible accident a year ago as Maltby, with the carry running wide to the near side of the field, picks up the first down on fourth and one. He gains four on the play, and now the D2 East can go into what is the most popular formation in all of football, at least it should be, and that is the victory formation with 38 seconds to play. D2 East leading 54-22. to 22. And We understand Kyler will uh, get to go to a rehab facility in Baltimore, Maryland. Spent a lot of time at Madonna Rehab in, uh, in Nebraska and Lincoln, and then he's in Kansas City right now. So once again, continue to think of the Burks family, and we wish Kyler nothing but the best. Kyler and his family helped paint the field at eight-man games many times in the past. Kyler has helped with eight-man games himself, and we are pulling for you, my man, and for your family. So the victory formation, the D2 East snaps a three-game losing streak to the D2 West. Your final score, the D2 East 54, the D2 West 22. Back with our post-game interviews from the field after this two-minute break. This is the eight-man All-Star Game Radio Network. Remus Farms LLC in Conquer City is a proud supporter of the area athletes in this year's Kansas 8-Man All-Star Games. They want to congratulate all of the players on a great career. Remus Farms Chemical and Fertilizer, your wholesale fertilizer dealer in Kansas, wishing the best to all the young men playing in today's games, and they give a special shout-out to all the athletes from North Central Kansas. Good luck, All-Stars, from Remus Farms LLC in Conquer City. For the latest news, standings, and schedules for your favorite high school teams, visit nckssports.com, your home on the web for high school sports involving the North Central Activities Association, Northern Plains League, plus Smith Center and Concordia. Visit nckssports.com today. A big thanks to our sponsors, Thompson OK Tire in Beloit, Mankato Professional Pharmacy, SNS Drug and Home Health, Brush Art Corporation and the Brush Group, Cunningham Telephone and Cable, and by Farm Bureau Financial Services, Todd Clover Sales Associate. 
Insurance Smart supports the youth of the area and all their academic and athletic endeavors. Insurance Smart is locally owned and operated and here to help you understand your insurance needs. With five locations to serve you, stop in and let us help you make the most of your auto, home, business, farm, crop, life, Medicare supplement, or long-term care insurance needs. Maximize your premium dollars to get the best coverage. Let one of our agents help you be sure that you are covered for all the perils life can throw at you. See Darren McDowell, Tiffany Ritzke, Kim Campbell, Melissa Westbrook, and Ethan Coleman today at Phillipsburg, Kensington, Smith Center, Lucas, and Larray to start saving today. An excellent, fulfilling career awaits you at Central Valley Ag Cooperative. Join energetic, committed people like Jose Flores, CVA location manager in Clay Center, Kansas. He originally hired on as harvest help, stayed on, learned, and advanced to management. It's family, the producers, your coworkers, and when you're surrounded by family, the hours you put in are worth it. Central Valley Ag, with over 60 locations in Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Check out all the opportunities at cvacoop.com. And welcome back to 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network as the Division Two All-Star Game is in the books. And your final score, the D2 East, the Gold All-Stars, winning 54-22. to They jumped out to a 30 to nothing lead in the first quarter. They scored on the first offensive play from scrimmage on a trick play. The halfback pass, Isaac Detweller, a 61-yard touchdown strike to Kaysen Mastry of Canton Galva and the D2 East never looked back from there. D2 West made a little bit interesting, 46-22 there in the third quarter. They got a turnover on downs, had it at the East 23-yard line. If they score there, who knows what happens. Instead, they threw an interception off a deflection on a fourth down play. D2 East then went down the field, scored, and put it away to win it 54-22. And uh, we'll go to Dusty here in just a moment as he's going to get one of the coaches. It'll be the head coach of the D2 East, the victorious D2 East team. Let's go to Dusty. Yeah, Keith Wasserk with us. Uh, victorious today. Coach, a great start. You get out 30 to nothing and, and really just took care of the, the rest of the way, a 54-22 win. I know this is your last game as a coach. Uh, how did it feel to be out here this week and, and to get this victory here today? Uh, it's a lot of fun. This whole week's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable to get a win here. Um, we had a great group of boys. We had all kinds of talent in every position. Um, our defense was solid. Our offense it was good, and uh, you know, first thing I did when I found out I got picked to be the head coach, I went out and got two of the best assistant coaches that are head coaches that I could find, and uh, you know, Matt Hoyer and and Coach Hoppus, I didn't say it right, but anyway, yeah, yeah Hoppus, I'm sorry, Coach Hoppus, a little nervous here, a little <laughs> little antsy. Um, you know, he's got an, them two got offensive minds, and his offensive schemes and stuff are unbelievable. Left me just to play with the defense and have some fun, and, and we did. And it was, a, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun out here. This is a great deal. Um, been a part of it for a lot of years. Got to play in it as a coach, uh, as a player. So, And I got to be an assistant coach, so I've done all three phases of it now. Um, yeah, it is an unbelievable week. You just had an outstanding group of talent like you talked about, and, and guys like Maltby and Detweiler had an embarrassment of riches at quarterback. And, and, and for your son Kaiser to be here too, uh, just to be a part of all of this experience, and I know you're going to want to go have some time with your family, but uh, just talk about this group and, and how great they really were. Well, you know, it is special to be out here with my son, and he played awesome today, by the way. He had some <laughs> great hits, as such as a lot of the kids did. Um, but you're right, you got one of the best quarterbacks in eight-man football, and we played him on defense most of the game because he's so good on defense. He's like a quarterback on defense. Uh, the Detweiler kid is an unbelievable talent. And then, of course, you know, we have the, the 
can't gobble quarterback. He's a stud. He can throw the football everywhere. And, you know, their head coach is calling the plays, so that makes it easier on the whole offense in general when the quarterback and head coach are on the same page. Um, so it just made our offense click. And I think we got out to the big lead, and I just think our kids got a little complacent maybe. And then we got a tip pass for a touchdown, and then they got a penalty that extended the drive, and they got a touchdown. So I really feel like our defense – really played better than the 22 points that they did give up. Keith Watcher from the Division II East squad, St. Paul High School. Keith, thanks for the time. Congratulations on a great career. We wish you the best of luck as you move forward, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, Dusty, if you're listening for me right now, let's um, go ahead and we'll get another coach. But also, once you do done interviewing, find an official and then let me know for sure what the plan is for the second game because they had said, the announcer had said, I think, 45 minutes. Now they put 55 minutes on the clock. One of the guys in the eight-man shirt just told them to put that amount of time. One hour. So we're going to have one hour till the next game for 55 minutes. Okay, so that's the official clock. I just want to make sure of that. So we'll go with that, and uh, we'll let our eight-man all-star game radio network affiliates know here in just a moment roughly when we'll have our pregame coverage. Uh, we will tell you in just a little bit. We'll go through all the stats. I'll give us time to go through the numbers of the eight-man All-Star game and go through the scoring summary as well as the D2 East wins. And now let's go back down to the field. Dusty with the head coach of the D2 West. Yeah, Buckland head coach uh, Trevor Powell with us here. Uh, tough start for you. You get down 30 to nothing, but how do you like the medal of the guys to go ahead and, and get that score and, and maybe start feeling better about themselves and stay in it here today? Right. We spotted them some stuff early on. We blew some assignments and had some stuff not go our way, and they really took advantage of it. But, you know, our guys really battled back. It's a, that's a hard hole to climb out of. But, you know, uh, we did our best. We fought, and, and they didn't hang their heads, and they fought the entire game. And, and that's what you want out of them. That's really what it's about is how these guys respond to adversity and things like that. It's a great group of kids. You know, I, I'm around it all week and practices and things like that, and, and you're able to build camaraderie from Tuesday to now and, and to be able to come out here in this game. You've done it as a player and now doing it as a coach. Uh, what stood out the most to you about this week? Well, I think um, I realized this is my second time coaching, and we, we got the pleasure of winning last year and losing this game. Um, I think I realized that it's not necessarily about the, the win or the loss today it's about the experience and uh, the time you get to spend with the kids and the memories you get to make and it's just been a really special time what can you tell coaches about this if they've never been here to to try to talk them into maybe coming here if they have any reservations i'd say they need to get their butts here and get involved because man i last year i was a little reluctant but i did it and i'm so glad i did it's it's my favorite has been my favorite week of football that i've ever been a part of and uh I'm, i'm gonna miss it next year Trevor Powell from Buckland High School, Division II West head coach. Coach, thanks for the time all week, and uh, congrats on a fine week. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, and uh, that, I don't know if Dustin's going to talk to anybody else on the field or not. If he does, we have a little bit of time to do that. If not, that is fine as well as the D2 East wins it 54-22. to At the end of our live video stream, we will have the highlight package of the game that Colton Adolph has put together. So you get to watch the highlights, some of the highlights from the game on the live video stream at 8manallstars.com. For those of you on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network, our affiliate stations, we are going to go with pregame at 125. 125, and then we will have the game kick off. It'll be about 155. 
uh, real close to that. So that's our plan pregame at 125 on the network for the next game. So we will probably be dropping out, and you might have to fill about 10 or 15 minutes on your stations and then join us again for our pregame coverage at 125. Let's go back to the field and Dusty. Yeah, Mitch Engelkin with us now, the head coach of the Stafford Trojans, assistant coach D2 West. Mitch, uh, you're kind of like Coach Powell when I talk to him. You've had the experience of playing in this game and now coaching in it. You played very well in it. You still have the best uh, mark for the most rushing yards in a single game in the eight-man all-star game. But coming here as a coach now this year at Stafford and and seeing the opportunity to to see these kids grow all week, what's been your your favorite part of it? Uh, Just being around the kids. I mean, like we were saying all week, like we we've got a when they showed up on Monday or on Tuesday, some of them were enemies, you know, some of them played against each other and didn't like each other on opposite sides of the field. But just to see them grow as a team and come together, come together, just like we did when I played, you know, it was it's just it's a great experience for these kids to get one more last chance to play, and and it was just a great time. It was fun, even though we didn't end up on the right side of the score. It was fun to see them get one more chance. Come from B&B in high school, you have coached at Axtell, Solomon, Osborne, right, as assistants, and now you're the head at Stafford. What makes eight-man football so special for you? Oh, it's just, I mean, small-town football. Anytime, any, in Kansas, when the town, the whole town's shut down and everybody's watching the game, it's just, it's the best thing. And, I, and you only have a small town or group of guys, and so you really are a family. I mean, you're one group, you're all together, and, and it's just a great time. There's nothing like it. When I, when you go to them 11-man games, you got 50 kids, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say 11-man's bad, but, you know, not everybody gets a chance. It might not be as one team or as united as close as we are. So that's what I love about the eight-man game. Mitch Engelkin from Stafford High School. Uh, we certainly thank you for the time all week. Congratulations on a fun week, and best of luck down the road. Yep, hey, thanks a lot. This is a great thing. Hopefully we can get back here some other time again. So thanks. All right, thank you very much, Dusty. And All right, so, Dusty, could you communicate to me? Are, are you, do you have anything else, or are we done uh, for the field? Uh, I think we're done. Okay. I'm headed up your that way. That would be great. <laughs> Let me know so I, I can move on there. All right, so... The game is in the books. 54-22, the D2 East wins. Let's go through the stats for you here. First of all, the scoring summary, Isaac Detweiler of Axtell to Case and Mastery of Canton-Galva, 61-yard touchdown pass, first play from scrimmage. 13 seconds in the game, D2 East led 6 to nothing. On the next drive, D2 East goes eight plays, and they are able to go 59 yards, and it was Garrett Maltby of Canton-Galva to Holden Barker on a pass that was deflected and then caught by Barker just short of the end zone. He walked it in. Uh, Barker, of course, from Colony Crest. Two-point conversion run in by Maltby. May have 14-0. Very next drive. D2E starts at the midfield stripe at the 40. It's a 40-yard pass on a seam uh, pass. Great throw by Maltby to Luke Davies of Lebo. Maltby to Mastery for the two-point conversion. May have 22-0. Then a four-play 37-yard drive. Isaac Detweiler, a three-yard run for Axtell. And Barker, the two-point conversion, made it 30-0. D2E in the first quarter. D2 West, we got on the board a three-play, 33-yard drive. It was Dylan Gantz of Stafford to Kay Johnson of Sharon Springs, Wallace County on a deflected pass as well for a 33-yard touchdown on the far sideline. That was 30-6 to at the end of one. In the second quarter, a 15-play, 65-yard drive. Key play, a 60-yard pass from Maltby to Mastery. Took it from the uh, six all the way down to the uh, 15-yard line from one end to the other. Flipped the field position. Maltby to TJ Kane on a fourth down and goal play from the Five, five-yard strike, and it was Barker, the two-point conversion. made at 38-6, D2 East. D2 West would score five-play, 46-yard drive, 29-yard touchdown pass from Dylan Bice to Carson Worth. Worth from Victoria. Bice, of course, from Thunder Ridge. Bice to Worth again on a beautiful thrown ball to Worth for the two-point conversion. made at 38-14. That's where we stood at halftime. In the second half, 
The D2 East would extend their lead on a 15-yard run by Garrett Maltby, and that made it 46-14. to And then the D2 East would score on a six-yard touchdown pass from Dylan Bice to Max Neely of Dighton, and Bice to Neely, but two-point conversion wide open. The end zone made it 46-22. D2 uh, West with that score. D2 West and stopped the D2 East. They had a turnover on downs, and so the D2 West would take over the D East 23, but they could not score on that drive, and they had an interception thrown on a fourth down play on a deflection. Luke Davies picking it off. And then the D2 East went down and put the final nail in the coffin. Seven-play, 68-yard drive there in the third quarter. Five-yard run by Isaac Detweiler. And that gave the D2 East a final 54-22 after Barker ran into two-point conversion. Nobody scored in the fourth quarter. Individually, statistically, for these two teams, D2 East, Casey Mastry, one carry for four yards. Isaac Detweiler had seven carries for 37. Garrett Maltby of Canton Galva, 16 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown run of 15 yards out, as we mentioned earlier. Also, Holden Barker of Colony Crest, 16 carries, 121 yards. He led the team in rushing today. Garrett Maltby throwing the football for Canton Galva, 12 of 25 for 222 yards and three touchdowns in the ball game. No interceptions. Isaac Detweiler, one pass for uh, 61 yards and a touchdown. Casey Mastry from Canton Galva, five catches, 135 and a touchdown. Holden Barker of Colony Crest, two catches, 34 yards and a touch. T.J. Kane, three catches, 44 yards and a touch for Canton Galva. And Luke Davis Alibo, three catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. Reception of 40 yards. And Evan Bussing of Axtell, a catch for 11. D2 West, Kate Johnson running the ball, four for negative two. Dylan Bice, 10 carries for 12. Max Neely, four for 16. Dylan Gans, five for negative one. Throwing the football, Dylan Bice, 10 of 12 for 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dylan Gantz of Stafford, 7 of 15 for 77 yards and a touchdown and a INT. Kate Johnson with three catches for 30 yards, including a 33-yard touchdown catch. Max Neely, six receptions for 52 yards and a five-yard touchdown reception. Carson Worth of Victoria, six catches, 68 yards and a touchdown reception at 29 yards. And then Stafford's Josh Hildebrand, one catch for eight. And then uh, Taylor Anderson had a catch in the game uh, for five yards, actually for no yards. It was a catch of no yards there for Taylor Anderson of Victoria. Total yardage in this ball game, one-sided as you'd imagine. D2 East, 40 carries for 258 rushing yards, 283 yards through the air for a total of 541. D2 West, 25 rushing yards, 159 pass yards, total of 184. So total yardage, 541 to 184 in favor of the D2 East All-Stars. And there was a turnover for each team. Penalties, D2 East, 16 for 140. D2 West, 6 for 55. D2 East snaps a three-game losing streak, winning today over the West. The all-time series now 13-9 in favor of D2 East. D2 East wins today 54-22. Quick final thoughts, Todd Clover. 30 to nothing in the first quarter, and that was the ball game. You know, for the, for the West, uh, Neely's just a really good ball player. Uh, Tomberlin out of South Barber and Wagon Blast. He was probably the player on the West that I was really, really impressed with how well he played. And, and then uh, just real quickly, some players on the East side, uh, you know, you don't mention the lineman much, but we talked about Xander Hole out of Frankfurt. He was he was uh, uh, able to make that offense go. Barker running the football is so impressive. Maltby, what what can we not? You, what can you say about him? Such an impressive quarterback, one of the better ones we've seen. Wattrick, uh from his linebacker position, very impressive. Uh, Luke Davies, uh, one of the better guys in the secondary I've seen, and then uh, Zarbanicki <laughs> punting the football. <laughs> that was maybe the most impressive play with his one punt. But uh, he was the best defensive player in the game today. Just dominant from that defensive end spot. 
Well, it was a impressive performance by the D2 East, and they win this one by a final score of 54-22. to 22. And as you said, you could pick some you know, most valuable players this game here and there on offense or defense. But uh, the key to the game, as you said, you jump out to a 30 nothing lead. That's a big mountain, to climb, a big hole to climb out of, and the D2 East is victorious. The Jerry Slayton Inspirational Award went to Mitch Budke of Chiefs County. More on that coming up in uh, the second game here on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. A big thank you to the Kansas 8-Man Association, Dave Dubert, the 8-Man All-Star Game Committee, Hannah Bowers and the Beloit Area Chamber of Commerce, Lucille Heller with Metro County Convention and Tourism, the Beloit Rotary Club, the Beloit Lions Club, Beloit's Knights of Columbus, the Beloit Junior Senior High School in the city of Beloit, Rodney Pollen and the staff for the field, NCK Technical College, Gary Pauls, the Beloit Entertainment Center, public address announcer Isaac Schoen, the Beloit Call. Big thanks to our affiliates who carried the game today, 1570 AM and FM 94.1 KNY in Marysville, KR92 in Belleville, KD Country 94, KDNS Downs, Beloit, Kansas, 98.9, 1540KMCP in McPherson and 1510K LQR and monitored and to those listening online at AstroRadio.com and 8ManAllStars.com as well. And a reminder, if you want a copy of the live video stream of this first game, once it's archived, you just click on the On Demand tab and you can download that. There is a fee for that. Of course, the live video stream is free. Big thanks to all our sponsors who made the broadcast possible, NCK Technical College. Also, a big thank you throughout the, the, the games today to Insurance Smart, Melissa Westbrook, Agent, Central Valley Ag, the Schooler Company Downs, the Brush Group and Downs, Cunningham Telephone Cable, Guarantee State Bank and Trust Company, Thompson OK Tire, Agco of Beloit, Remus Farms, Chemical and Fertilizer, and NCKSports.com. And a big thank you to all the volunteers who made this event possible. We appreciate them so much. And finally, thanks to our staff today, our webmaster, Derek Nestor, color analyst, Todd Clover, Dusty Dynas roaming the sidelines. And a big thank you to Colton Adolph running our uh, scoreboard and our live video stream along with the highlights and Wade Gronwaller running our camera as well. The 38th annual 8-Man All-Star Division II game is in the books. Your final score for the final time, the D2 East, the Gold All-Stars 54, the D2 West Green All-Stars 22. Thanks again for tuning in to the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. We will be back with you. And let's see, we'll be back with you in about 12 minutes. In about 12 minutes at 125. 125, we'll have pregame for the eight-man Division I All-Star game between East and West with kickoff slated to be at approximately 155. D2 East wins the first game of the day, 54-22. This is the eight-man All-Star game radio network. Thanks for tuning in to the 8-Man Division II All-Star Game on the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network. We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast. Keep your dial locked on this station as we continue with the 8-Man Division I All-Star Game in just minutes. This has been a production of Deerkin Communications and the 8-Man All-Star Game Radio Network.